I'm a Terminator from the future. You need to listen to the Thumbstick Athlete podcast if you want to live. Uh, get in the chopper. Welcome, everybody, to episode 84 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today, we are going to be doing our 4 in February finale episode. Uh, you can find out our progress if some of us completed it. Well, I, actually, I think everyone knows that Will completed it because we talked about that. Yeah. Was it last week? Because he's a dick. But the rest of us kind of saved some of our games yeah, for the end. Everyone knows that Will completed five games like <laughs> 16 weeks ago. Right, exactly. So that's going to be our, our topic for, for the main segment today. Uh, a little bit later in the episode, we're going to be talking about Crisis 3. Will's got Crisis 3 to talk about. Uh, Eric played the Majestic Map Pack, so he'll be talking about that for Halo 4 later. Uh, also, some Xbox 720 rumors. We don't want to let PlayStation get all the all the press. Xbox doesn't want to let, let PlayStation get all the press, probably. So, uh, they're, they're remaining in the news. So. And we're fanboys. Well, yeah. I'm just a fanboy of, of <laughs> gaming in general, but yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to tease later. Uh, no bets. I'll get started this week. I actually wanted to do this one last week and forgot. But NVIDIA has released its GTX Titan line of PC graphics cards. With a $1,000 price tag, you get 6 gigabytes of GDR, GDDR5 video RAM. Uh, it's even SLI ready in case you win the lottery and can afford to run two in your system. Ooh. And if you can buy a p- power supply big enough to run two of those bad boys. And a case big enough to have two of those bad boys. It's a ginormous card. But it's pretty sweet looking and uh, it's the best video card on the market right now. So, hey, if you, got, if you got the money, by all means. <coughs> Excuse me. The much-loved XCOM Enemy Unknown is making its way to the Mac in the form of the Elite Edition. The Elite Edition will be exclusive to the Mac systems. Uh, it comes with full original game as well as all the released DLC packs. Ooh. So that's good. Mac mm-hmm. users can get out on XCOM. It's an amazing Great game. Purchase. Great purchase. Uh, EA announced their plans for future releases earlier this week, uh, starting stating that consumers have enjoyed and embraced their installation of microtransactions in Dead Space 3. <laughs> Swear to fucking God if that <laughs> shit goes into FIFA. Uh, during that conversation, EEA's CFO revealed that games of the next generation will also probably cost closer to $70. Um, he later retracted that statement, saying he supposedly misspoke and came out later to say that they would be between 49 and $59, which... I don't know. I don't think he misspoke the first time. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's pretty accurate um, that I first time. I think that's what he meant. <laughs> what but, a dick. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then my last note bit, Ubisoft has confirmed that the next Assassin's Creed iteration will be Assassin's Creed 4, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Uh, they no doubt noticed the best part of Assassin's Creed 3 was the sea battles and decided to build off of that. What do you think about them announcing another one? Um... I mean, if they revamp the gameplay, I'm all in. I like the setting idea, but I like the setting for Assassin's Creed 3, so... Mm, Look what that got, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was one of my few unfinished games. 
Uh, AC4 will take place in the Caribbean and mix open-world ship-based exploration and land adventures on various islands. So, like I said, it sounds cool, but they need to do some revamping on their gameplay, and maybe we'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll think about it at that point. We'll talk it over with them we'll later. T- yeah, we'll talk it over. So. Nope. No, <laughs> nope. Corey's not, not me. I don't blame Corey's you. not talking. I don't blame you. All right, uh, Corey, why don't you get started? Nibble bits. Um, I just have a couple. Four point six percent of polled developers are working on a Wii U game. That's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> not very 4. many. Four point six percent. Keep it up, Nintendo, doing good stuff. Well, that's what I thought, and that's what the headline leads you to believe. But I'm going to continue uh, to believe is, that. <laughs> this is from GDC's first annual State of the Industry study, and GDC is the Game Developers Conference. All these mm-hmm. game developers come together for this circle jerk of some kind. <laughs> uh, so Sounds 13. great. Point two <laughs> Say, where's that? Of- 13.2% of pulled developers were working on an Xbox 360 game. 13% for PlayStation 3. Uh, 11% said they were working for next-gen PS4 and Xbox 720 games. And the rest of them, uh, 53%. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the rest of them were developing for smartphone and Mobile. tablets. Yeah, big surprise there. And uh, the others, PC that. and Mac. So the PC and Mac were the, were the giant ones, and uh, smartphones and tablets were all... I think smartphones and tablets were, were number one. Okay. Uh, 53% of the developers identified themselves as indie developers, which is really interesting. Yeah. 20% uh, said they are working with a publisher on their next game, which is also very interesting. Yeah. It's not surprising that EA would come out and say our games are going to be $70, because otherwise they're probably going to go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's something I did want to talk about later, too. Is what that. If, what if FIFA goes under? I don't think but... FIFA will be fine. I mean, we talk about all this kind, of, this kind of stuff before. It's nice to see it in actual numbers. Uh, I didn't feel like there was really anything too interesting about it, other than the four point six percent of developers. It's yeah. not that, not as low as it be, initially yeah. sounds. Still pretty no, low, but still, still pretty, still pretty. Yeah. Low. <laughs> I was gonna say it's still pretty low. Well, I mean, who buys a Wii for third part or uh, Nintendo console for third party titles? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all about the official first you know, first party Nintendo stuff. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the, yeah, you're right. And that's how it's kind of always been ever since super Nintendo. Man, Nintendo 64. Yeah. Probably Nintendo 64. Um, but what bugs me about it is they lead people to believe that, you know, right. we got all this port, things are going to be different. This go around. I had one of my friends argue with me the other day over beers, uh, saying how, Oh, EEA pledged its support for the Wii U. It's going to be great. And I'm like, yeah, at E3 last summer, like we haven't, they have, no <laughs> and it was Mass Effect Three, <laughs> yeah, which had been out for a while. And Are you still friends with this guy? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it was Mass Effect Three, and you know, if you didn't play the first two, what was the point? Yeah, you can't couldn't import your character from the first or even second game, no. or so. into the third. If in my case, right. Oh yeah, you couldn't. You had trouble with that, that didn't was, you? That ruined my Mass Effect Three experience. Yeah. Uh, okay. But anyway, that's just a nibble bit. I got to move on. Uh, THQ is auctioning off more stuff this time around. It'll be Darksiders, Red Faction, MX. I don't know what MX. It sounds like a like a motocross. Yeah, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Yeah. And Homeworld, which is the only one I really care about. 
Uh, bids have to be in by April 15th, and the sales will complete in mid-May. So in the next month to two months, we'll probably know who's going to get the rest of these franchises. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Motocross. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. Thanks, Corey. Well, yeah, what do you, you got? Up, Dan? Um, my Manibowitz. <laughs> Get up. Our, uh, the Razer Edge PC gaming tablet pre-orders are actually went live today. The standard Razer tablet is uh, $999, and the Pro version is going to be $1,300. Which isn't bad when you compare it to the Microsoft Surface tablet. Yeah, which it's is not that much more. Yeah. And the Razer tablet has much, much better specs. Mm-hmm, better graphics, better yeah. capabilities for stuff, yeah. Yeah. That was something I was interested in getting, but uh, I won't be able to get it, obviously, but interested in. Um, you know, sorry to interrupt, Will, but you know, you guys know what's coming out uh, this year is the Google Glasses. Oh. Oh, nice. It, they're $1,500. Yeah. Part of me. Let's says, split it. You guys want to split it? No, I would hoard them to myself. <laughs> I wouldn't share. Now, what do those part do me, exactly? Part of me says they're so futuristic, I don't care how much they cost, I'm getting them. What what do they do exactly? It's like a heads up it's, display. It, it, yeah, it's a pair a pair of glasses that you wear on your eyes, uh, as opposed to elsewhere, and you, it, it's it's like a smartphone on your eyes. Uh, it's like oh. a heads up display. It's got camera and it projects stuff onto the lens. Yeah, Sweet. and you can just say take a video, in first person. Ooh, that's video. pretty cool. Which is pretty odd. <laughs> I bet you people are going to do really cool things with that. Really pervy things. With <laughs> that. Just that. <laughs> How voyeuristic of you, Corey. <laughs> there, it's going to take a video of me sitting on my computer chair playing video games <laughs> just for hours at night when it's dark and the lighting's not very good. I, I'm gonna, I would wear them and start recording my interactions at work with customers. Oh, that would be fun. That would, <laughs> that would be. be real fun. I almost had to toss this snotty little college bitch out of the store today. That's all I want to talk about with that story. <laughs> okay. You, we, we don't want you to get your blood angered up. Okay. Back to nibble bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is the Natural Selection 2 gets some new free DLC today, um, which I think it was the 28th, so that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the DLC is called The Gorgeous, and the DLC adds new guns, abilities, improvements, and fixes to gameplay and graphics. And I took this one because I know, I think it was Chase says he likes Natural Selection, and the DLC was free, which is something different for companies who put out dlc it's usually paid like ten dollars or whatever for it so it's yeah. cool to see free dlc definitely and my last one is the oria kickstarter backers will get their console march 28th with the full launch coming later in june so all the people who didn't pre-order can get theirs in june okay so we see the oya cool coming to fruition uh-huh. best buy they said uh target gamestop amazon amazon are you guys still getting one i don't know i'll have to see oh Oh fuck you, Corey! <laughs> I'll I'll explain why later. Don't worry about it. Has nothing to do with the system itself. It has to do with my funds that are going to get raped this holiday exactly. season. Exactly, because you want to buy the new console. Well, yeah, but I still wouldn't mind getting the Noya. Oh, I wouldn't mind getting one either. But I don't uh, know. I think you would. From I like your to make previous smart talks. decisions about what oh, I spend here, my money on. You know, here we go, Corey. You've been hating on the Oya since it first came. Before it even came to fruition, Corey was like, "Boy, if they ever make an Oya." <laughs> I'm going to hate it. He's I just am not going to be behind that at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. You good, Will? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm the last one, Frank. 
Yep, right, go ahead. Eric's jumping the gun. We, jumping, we we're going to skip you today, Eric. Jumping the gun. I always have to skip somebody. But yeah, it's usually will. But, usually will. Um, my first one, for every $50 you spend on PSN through the month of March, you will get $10 back in your wallet from PlayStation Network, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you spend $300, you'll get $60 back. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, we talked about before, I got a free $10 shot in the wallet the other day for no good reason and i bought the unfinished swan <laughs> mm-hmm. which i didn't play yet but i'm excited to play um so i thought that was really cool of playstation network and we talked about how much cooler that was than what microsoft did for the the gold members yeah i got uh an avatar hat yeah i think for for your 10 years of service yeah <laughs> it wasn't quite 10 and it, it was... was such a stupid looking hat yeah i know i didn't wear it oh i didn't either because i did it I think I liked whatever my I, I would think I was wearing the Mass Effect helmet yeah. on my avatar. Here you so. go, Dan, for spending five hundred dollars on Xbox Live. We'll give you <laughs> and buying Microsoft points. buying three consoles and all the freaking video games that I bought. It's exactly what Eric and Dan said before you got on. No, Corey said that. Never mind. Were you just quoting Corey beforehand? No, he said that. Doesn't matter. Yeah, move on. Anyway, <laughs> next one. Gears of War Judgment later, later uh, this month will be released, and it's getting a DLC season pass, uh, $20 at launch, so it's uh, going to be a 20% discount on various maps. The only game I've ever done that for was Halo 4, mm-hmm. and I found it useful. So, And the Gears of War multiplayer kicks ass. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that might be a worthy investment. Right. Uh, and oh, you know, speaking of that. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uncharted... Uh, Three multiplayer is free to play now on, on PSN. Okay. Oh, yeah. Does somebody, multiplayer? Somebody tweeted that. I, I tweeted, yeah, I tweeted that. I just forgot to put on my nibble bits. Oh, okay. What do you do in the multiplayer? It's combat. You fight. Oh. You fight. Okay. You can, can fight. fight. Um, uh, I just wanted to go through the Xbox Live is having a pretty good sale this week. I think it goes through the entire week, so I think you used to have tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday to get some of these games. Um, Rainbow Six Vegas for five bucks. Bioshock One for five bucks. Mm-hmm. Grid, Dirt Two, The Darkness, uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter Two, Virtual Fighter Five. Those are all five bucks. So there's some good ones in there. I purchased myself Resident Evil Four and Call of Duty Four for ten dollars each. Nice. So they've got some good stuff on there. I think there's some good uh, Halo Four uh, deals. So check that out if you can. And my last one, PS4 could possibly be offering a tiered system for their uh, online subscriptions, like gold, silver, platinum levels, and so on. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I'd have to see what they entail. That was one of the things that people always liked about PlayStation is that they didn't charge for their online. Right. But I've never had a problem paying for Xbox Live. It never bothered me. No. So I'm with you. Yeah. I think if they put enough good stuff in there, yeah. it'd be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's it for me. All right. Eric, how's your week? Good. Uh, I did want to get into uh, recent events in my hometown. Um, oh, yeah. My mom called me the other night, and she said, hey, I just didn't want you to worry uh, if you're watching the news or whatever. I, I never watched the news, so I may not have even heard about this. But she's like, yeah, there's a helicopter across the street and, like, 20 cop cars and the SWAT team's over there. Turns out her neighbor was cooking meth. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That was pretty funny. Classy. <laughs> well, yeah, just a class act from yeah. Nerd Valley. Yeah. Really good guys. Um, 
<laughs> bunch of people we went to school with. Yeah, like, recognized a couple of them. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was worth a mention. Yeah. Uh, good meth bust. And let's see what else is going on. I'm beating Corey in fantasy hockey, so that's always good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? The Sabres have won two games in a row, but they haven't looked any better. Okay. They've just kind of got... Squeak by. Yeah, the puck's going their way the last couple games. But uh, not look, I, I did book my hotel to go up and watch the Bruins and Sabres on Easter. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited for that because it's a rivalry game at very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I just did... Uh, we'll talk about our main segment tonight, and I think that's it for me. Excellent. Yeah. Corey, we missed you last week. What do you got going I was on last week, wasn't I? Yeah, but not for the first segment. Oh, yeah, that's All right. right. Yeah, and we didn't catch... Did we catch up with you? No. At the beginning of the second segment? We didn't. I don't nah. remember, but go ahead. You you offered, but I said no thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's the question? What do you got? <laughs> How was your week? What have you, what you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, the usual. Uh, I did want to talk about and give a plug to this anime I started watching the other night. And it, it is uh, relevant to video games. It's called Sword Art Online. I've been trying to watch more anime because I feel like some of the best science fiction that's done today is done in anime. Mm-hmm. So this one's called Sword Art Online, and it's about this new MMORPG that comes out in Japan, and only 10,000 people get it on day one. But the way it's played is it's played through a set of virtual a virtual reality headset. So you lay in your bed, you put this headset on, and you enter this world. This this I forget the name of the world, but you enter this game. So all these 10,000 people log in day one, super excited, it's all over the news, they get in, and then they realize there's no logout button. Oh, nice. So they're stuck in this virtual reality game uh, with no way to get out, and then the game master comes down and explains to them all this BS about how you know they're trapped in the game world until somebody can beat it. Uh, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> but what I really like about it is how smart it is. It, it approaches life in an MMO as if it were more real than it really is. Uh, just for example, there's one episode where they kind of they kind of struggle with the morality of killing NPCs oh. because they live in this world. They feel like these non-player characters are more real than they actually are, and there's this whole argument: like, are they just objects? Are they more than just objects? Um, it's really, it's really cool. It's really, really well done. And I watched a two-parter today about this person. These these people keep getting killed in safe zones, like uh, player towns, and they're not. That's not supposed to happen. So it's like this mystery that they need to solve how how that's happening and how are how are they breaking the rules to achieve this? I don't know and who that a is. Of, a lot of nerdy like video game stuff we've we've come to know in MMOs. That yeah, doesn't sound uh, too nerdy to me. It sounds pretty it, awesome. It, yeah, it, it's really good. I, I love it. And it's the first anime I watched in Japanese with English subtitles rather than dubbed. Mm-hmm. It's like ten times better. I never believed people when they told me I need to watch the, the Japanese language ones, but it, it, it really is. It's like ten times. It's so much better. I never minded subtitles. I never minded subtitles either, but like with anime, I didn't really care right. that it was dubbed. Um, if if I'm watching a live action movie, I, I will never uh, watch a dubbed version if there's subtitles. But in anime, I just never really cared. Well, the um, mouth the mouth moving isn't going to bother you that much because, like, a lot of cases, you can't even really tell it's different. You know, right, right. 
But anyway, it's on Crunchyroll.com, which you can watch oh, for free. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. It's <laughs> it's really great. I recommend it to people that love games, especially MMORPGs. And like the main character is a solo player. Uh, oh, like me. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't join groups or anything, so he's kind of a loner. But he's like one of the highest level people because he was a beta tester. Oh. oh, so he knows like all the ins and outs and stuff, and people come to him for help. And that's fantastic. It's really well done. It's I love it. Huh. I'm gonna watch uh, that. But other than that, are you gonna watch it, Ian? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's I, right I up my alley. It. It's the perfect 24 minute episodes or whatever. That 22 minutes uh-huh. consumable. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Will. How about you? Uh, the only thing that's gone on for me has been floor hockey. Had two games since uh, last time, and we played some other team and beat them five to nothing. The first game, uh, our sophomore actually had all five of our goals that game. Really? Yeah, we're nice. an all senior team, but our sophomore scored all Ooh, five stud. goals. Yeah, he's pretty good. Had two or three assists that game. But the last game, the big one I wanted to talk about was we played the teachers and beat them three to nothing. Nice. Yeah, I had a goal, and uh, actually, this everybody who started had a goal. My my. Uh, Offensive line, no offensive t- yeah, team. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I think I had one goal and two assists that game. So shut the teachers down. None of the teachers had any offensive capabilities. They got probably one or two shots on goal the whole game. Oh, good. And we beat them to the puck literally every time. Nice. I did get cheap shotted though. Did you? Yeah. Chikadi. No, was not him. He was he was fine. Uh, I'll tell you the teacher off the air. Okay. But uh, he slashed my hand, which you can't really see it, but it was right there, and uh-huh. then threw an elbow into my side. So I did one of the things where I lifted his stick up really high and slashed his shin really hard. Yes. Because I was really mad because it was at the end of the game and they weren't going to win. Yeah. And he did that. But there's a reason why I S- think he did it. Send a message. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You, you, gotta, you can't just let them do that. No. No. Because then other teams are th- going to think they can walk all over you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I mean, like, I don't play physical, but I don't get knocked down or have the body taken on me very often because yeah. I used to hockey and stuff like that so i know how to you know combat all that stuff you're not afraid to throw an elbow into a rib no i don't not at all i don't really do that too often i don't really play dirty no but you're not afraid to no if i need to like i wasn't afraid to slash a teacher's shin really hard like so you, like nathan you're not as short as nathan gerby but he's kind of like that yeah he'd rather not but if he has, if he has to, to he will if he has to he'll he'll jump and try to punch somebody part mm-hmm. of the game yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Did you guys see Ovechkin's when he got shoved in the game and he, like, did one of these and, like, looked up at the sky? No. Uh, it was so terrible. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now. You know, I okay. used to like him, and I think he's such a douche. Yeah. He, Mike, Mil- I'll post this in, uh, in our Fantasy League. Mike Milbury had a really good breakdown of just how shitty Ovechkin is these days with, with like, video evidence mm-hmm. of how poorly he's playing. Well, he I don't usually like Mike Milbury, but... He was spot on. He he doesn't practice, I don't think. I had heard that he doesn't well, really Dan, practice. I mean, yeah, he where's he from? He doesn't care. Russia. This is a common theme with Russian hockey players that come over here. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to throw Datsuk under the bus like well, that. Well, I mean... Because he's I, great. Even a blind squirrel finds a <laughs> okay. nut, man. I, you, good, <laughs> point. good point. Good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the cool thing is, is we, we're playing in the Pep Rally game, uh-huh. and since the tournament is double elimination this year, that the... Team that actually would beat five to nothing is playing the teachers team, and the winner of that game plays the first game of the pep rally, and then or the both those teams play the first game of the pep rally, and the winner of that game plays us for the second game. So they have to win twice. So they have to win twice, but 
if they beat us, we would both have one loss. I don't know what would happen, but we're not going to lose. Well, they well, would have to be, win they'd twice. Have, they'd have to win twice, like, but I don't know if that's how it's going to work. Like uh. the badminton tournament. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if they're going to do that. Um, I love how it's grown into playing in, at the pep rally. Yeah, I wish like, we could have had that kind of crowd. We had, like, you know, a few friends in the stands, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, there was really just friends, but it's in front of the tire school. That's very nerve-wracking, though. I hate having crowd i would love that i would love it too i would ate that up me mm-hmm. too and our team drive off of that yeah our team likes to be kind of cocky because no, the, te- wait, the te- no, <laughs> wait a minute no you guys the halo tournament was different you you guys all interrogated us and wait, talked smack guys? about it before so well, that's why no. we let you guys have it during the tournament Not the friends that i know but of yours anyway one of only one of them's on the team not him it's not the, he's not cocky. it's the one that you wanted you yeah i know who yeah, it is yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway, he's a defenseman. Nice. He's really good. But yeah, um, he's all right. yeah, what was I gonna say? I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oh, we like to be pretty cocky because mm-hmm. the teachers haven't lost in like four or five years, and we whooped them like nice. pretty pretty good. So it was good to destroy them. And excellent. Yeah. Actually, Wait, so you're the champion. No, we got to play in the pub rally game, which is Thursday, which is dumb because spring sports start Monday. Who do you play in the in that? <laughs> Either the, either the team we beat five nothing or the teachers. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm like trying to talk to the people in the chat at the same time. Nah, that's fine. That's good. But yeah, that's all I had. Excellent. So probably next week I'll hopefully bring be good victorious. News. Yeah. All if right. not, or you won't see me again. Right. 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 Understandable. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Uh, my week. Uh, weigh in first. Uh, starting weight last week was two forty eight. Um, I had put on was like like half a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, because the three days in a row batting, my current weight as of this morning was 244.4, so I lost 3.6 pounds this week. Nice. Um, cheat day was on Saturday, uh, and I ate and drank like a pig like usual. I actually drank a ton of beer. Uh, we had friends over, um, which is part of the reason why I drank. But also I just, like, as I said, the only thing I missed on my diet is beer and pizza. Um, and last Saturday was a beer day, so I probably had 10, 12 beers. Which for me, with my low alcohol tolerance nowadays, is, is quite a quite a bit. Quite a feat. It was only over the course of like four hours, maybe. So that was that was quite a bit of beer for me. But boy, did it taste good. Um, this mm. week, this yeah, this weekend's gonna be pizza. So I'll probably mm. have a, I'll probably have a couple beers, but I'm gonna pig out on pizza mostly. Go ahead. Fridays. Uh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Fridays at work are personal pizzas day. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Oh yeah. Pizza, pizza Day. Pizza Day, yeah. It's one of my favorite oh, yeah. Aquabat songs. But anyway, I'm actually going to listen to that in, in honor of it being Pizza Day tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, I started gaming on my Nexus 7 tablet finally. Um, I played Chrono Trigger on the G, Super GNES emulator, which is not only is it an awesome game, but it works really well on the tablet. Um, I think I had talked about the soft controller on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, it works pretty well, uh, but I also plugged in my... Um, my Xbox 360 controller, and it worked like a charm, uh, which is also nice because that's, you know, that's what I was going for. Especially like Twitch type games, you you know, you wouldn't be able to use the the on screen controller, but the uh, the the Xbox 360 controller plugged in is going to work fine for like Mario and stuff. I don't want to use the the on screen controls. They're not they're not precise enough. They're a little bit sloppy. And yeah, they are. There's a little uh, little delay too, um, so. Having the 360 controller is nice. I didn't. I, I haven't actually downloaded any traditional like tablet or mobile games. Um, I you know we'll, I'll go through the the market 
every now and again, and I just look at them and I'm like, why am I going to waste my time yeah. playing something like that when I can play Chrono Trigger? You know, or any other Super Nintendo or PlayStation RPG that that I want, pretty much. You know, why would I want to play this when I can play a twenty-five-year-old game that holds up great yeah. to this day? Um, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, a couple other quick things: we finished our living room updates, um, so that's nice. It looks good. It looks fantastic compared to how it looked before, especially. It's nice to what game you, into. It's a little darker. What'd you do? <laughs> uh, we well we <laughs> it's it well it's very cave like because we painted we painted three of the walls gray and then one like a turquoisey blue, and the the wall that we painted a turquoisey blue has the TV hung up on it. We moved the furniture around. Um, we put a fish tank to block all the wires and stuff Corey, under, underneath the TV. That's called an accent wall. Yeah, idiot. It is called. <laughs> yeah, that is what it's called. Um, and then, you know, I moved my, my computer into a different corner and there's a lamp like right, kind of right up above it. So with, uh, ambient lighting, it's not direct light. So it kind of shines up onto the ceiling. It's a very comforting, nice place to game. You oh, know? it looks great, dude. I like it a lot. You ever, yeah. uh. Well, I've been thinking about uh, having somebody come in and paint a video game themed mural on my bedroom wall. That'd be oh, cool. dude, that'd, that'd be, that would that be, would be awesome. great. You should yeah. paint it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Get real drunk one night and just go to fucking town on it. <laughs> there you go. My best piece of artwork. The, the last time I did art was in high school, and my best piece of artwork was it was I took a giant piece of uh, poster board and did it was like a concert venue with a band playing. But I did all stick figures. Like, all the audience was stick figures. I thought I, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I was right there with you, except one project I actually did really well. It was a paper mache, like, part of class or whatever. I made, like, the snake, and it came in, like, second or third in the art show. Nice. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. I, yeah, and, and we're certainly not trying to one-up one each other. No, on no, no, the, no. I'm Stick Athletes podcast, but I actually had, I think I was going through like a state of depression or something in art class. Oh, was, all artists do, Corey. Yeah, instead of being like a dick and just screwing around in class, I actually like <laughs> sat down and did something, and it was a stipple of Beatrix Potter. What the fuck is a stipple? It's where you just do dots. Yeah, it's but the black it's pen. The density of the dots determines like the shading of yeah. the thing that you're drawing. Oh, okay. Who's and that Beatrix made it into Potter? The show. Be- Beatrix Potter is Peter Rabbit, right? Uh, sure. I don't know, man. Video <laughs> games. Video games. <laughs> the only other, the only other thing I had to bring up is I bought Dead Space and Dead Space Two off of Amazon for eight bucks. No, nice. I could not pass that deal up. Um, the only problem is, is they're on Origin, not on Steam. So I do have to force myself to use Origin. But what are you going to do? So that's the only other thing I had for this week. Um, I'll be using Origin next week. Oh yeah, SimCity, right? Yep. Is that hmm. next week? Already? You're getting that? Yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm getting, I'm getting Tomb Raider, Corey. It's the last EA game I'll ever buy. Really? You're, we're gonna no. have to be in the same region. Yeah, we gotta figure that out because we've had a couple of listeners say they want to do uh, a Thumbstick Athlete SimCity region. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, it's Tuesday, right? Yep. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, the music you're going to be hearing during the break is by the band The Organs. The song is My Love for Keeps. So we'll be right back with our main segment on our 4 and February finale uh, right after that. It's awesome, it's 
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 84 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are going to be talking about our 4 in February uh, progress slash finale slash recap. Uh, you can find out how we all did on our games. Obviously, uh, Will's been no surprise. He beat all of his games. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so well, let's hear about him. Let's get get a recap, your favorites, what what was going on with Next your games. Next year going to be 8 in February for Will. Okay. Boy, I can't even remember what games it would be. It's been so long. I got a list right here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the first game that I played through was Borderlands, and I started that the first day, the first possible moment that I could, because mm-hmm. I knew that game was going to be 20, 25 hours, maybe even 30. So that's the first game I played through and beat. After I played through and beat that one, I went on to uh, Bioshock, and I ended up beating that on Saturday into Sunday through one day of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Because it was a shorter one. Yeah. Um, and then I jumped into Sleeping Dogs Sunday night and played through that, beat that on a Wednesday, and then played Alan Wake from Wednesday until Friday or Saturday. Uh-huh. So um, for games I'll be most likely to play again, it'll probably be Borderlands 2 because Borderlands 2 has a lot of replay value. There's all the characters I can play as. Um, you probably didn't do all the side no, missions and stuff either. didn't even come close to doing all of them. I skipped most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that'll probably be the game that I played through the most again. Um, say which one I liked the most. Yeah, what think? was your favorite? Um, my favorite, I think, because of the story was so awesome, was Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake probably would have been a game that I would not have ever played, touched. Yeah. I mean, I bought it because it was really cheap, but it would have been a game that I would have pushed off and wouldn't have played and mm-hmm. blew off continuously. But you know, playing through it, it was a really awesome game. I enjoyed the, the combat in it. I really, really liked the story, and I liked how the I liked how the ending went out or played out or how I went through in my head. Because mm-hmm. it's not, it's more open ended ending. Um, okay. Yeah, that was great. For my least favorite game, it's hard to pick because they were all really awesome. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say probably Sleeping Dogs. Okay. Even though I really, really like Sleeping Dogs. But that's not my style of game. Well, okay. I don't even want to be sitting next to you right now, Will, to be honest. <laughs> Why? You reek. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what, what don't you like? I don't want to talk about it right now. You think I should This isn't it? a talk show. What do you, do you think Alan Wake should have been my least favorite game? Yeah, I do. Why? I liked it. Because it wasn't that good. You didn't like it that much. No, I didn't. Really? No. Wait, which one, Eric? Alan Wake. Oh. So, because I think differently than you. Yeah, well, you're wrong. I mean, I'm not wrong at all. That's what it boils down to. No. No, not but, at all. But go on with your spiel. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs probably would be my least favorite game. Only because it's not my style of game. I liked it a lot, but right. those games don't do much for me. Yeah. Okay. Do you object, Eric? No, I'm trying to think of the, the other game I played. I always I've got it right here. Uh, Far Cry 3? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, that was the first one. Yeah. All right, um, I'll go next. Uh, I started off with Saints Row the Third, and I, I actually started after midnight on the 1st of the f- first February. Um, and starting off with Saints Row the Third, I liked it so much that I ended up playing until, like, Four or four thirty in the morning, wow. and didn't even realize that I'd been playing Saints Row the Third for four and a half hours or however long it was. I was blown away by the over-the-top intense action in it. I talked about it before. Um, because the game was such a pleasure to play, I breezed right through it. Uh, even though it took around thirty-three hours, um, I finished it within the first three or four days, maybe five days tops. Um, and it was it was an incredible incredible game. I've actually played more since then because it was you know such a good game. Um, my next game was Final Fantasy Tactics, which I started fairly short into the into the thing. I want to say it was like February fifth or sixth that I started Tactics and Super Meat Boy at the same time. 
um, only because I knew Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I, I knew exactly what to do in that game, and I knew Super Meat Boy was going to be a difficult one to beat, so I didn't want to save that one for last. Um, I wanted to, you know, work my way through that one. Smart. Um, so anyway, I started Final Fantasy Tactics. I was I was a little nervous about Tactics because I had gotten stuck stuck so many times playing it that uh, I didn't I didn't want to make that mistake. So I had like three or four backup saves to fall back on just in case. It only ended up taking me twenty three hours to beat because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't do a lot of the side stuff that you can do. Um, I also used Orlando, which we had, I had a question about that on our Facebook. Miguel My, asked you. Yeah, Miguel. Um, I I did use Orlando. Uh, just because I knew I wanted to beat it, I didn't want to have any difficulty. Um, and I had, I had gotten to the last boss before, so I, I knew what I was, uh, you know, I, 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 nothing was new really in that game. Although I didn't remember much of the fourth act. Uh, none of it was really very new. Um, so yeah, I beat that. Uh, moving on to Super Meat Boy. Now Super Meat Boy I hadn't beaten as of last week. Um, it's, it was incredibly difficult, uh, which was apparent right away. I think even the first time I played it, I only got three or four levels in before I got stuck for like 20 minutes. And I, I made a rule that if I was stuck on a level for... Sorry. That's right. <laughs> if I was stuck on a level for like 20 minutes, I would give up and, and come back to it later, which worked pretty well. Um, but it took me like two weeks before I finally got to the last boss. Or No, it was about a week until I got to the last boss. And that took me Friday, Friday night. I ended up uh, beating the last boss, but I didn't realize after the last boss there was another uh, another level. Oh, um, ain't that a bitch. Yeah, which seemed really difficult at first, but I beat that in, I don't know, I think maybe 10 or 12 tries it took me That's good. to beat that level. Because it wasn't uh, it wasn't timed, so um, I could take my time and make, make sure my jumps were good. Um, so yeah, I ended up beating Super Meat Boy Friday. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck thank you. Um, that was the most difficult game by far. Uh, very hard game, but very awesome game. Um, well, I should have a, a review card coming up for it pretty soon, Corey. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, keep your eyes open for that. It was an awesome game. It controlled really well. Uh, great level design. Uh, it was difficult, but it didn't feel like it was too difficult, you know? Yeah. So. Which, I mean... I, I bought that game for my PC. You should definitely play I, I it. I do want to try it. I'm sure I'll quit because of difficulty. <laughs> it's, but... it's very – I think you'll like it, though. It's a really yeah. fun, awesome game to yeah, play. Yeah, no, I definitely um, want to try it. So, yeah, uh, there's that. And then the last game I played was To the Moon, which I wanted to play through all in one sitting. However, I started it on the night of the 27th. And I could tell right away it was going to be a tearjerker. And I didn't want to play it while my wife was in the living room (laughs) (laughs) and hanging around. So I started at the 27th. I got about two hours in. And then I played the rest of it uh, yesterday uh, when my son took his nap. And it's a good thing I waited because it was one hell of a tearjerker. Um, I was pretty close to sobbing at the end of the game. <laughs> really? Very close to sobbing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was amazingly sad, uh, but touching. That. It was a great, great game. Uh, fantastic story, fantastic music. Definitely, if you find it, especially cheap, play it. Um, if you don't cry at the end, I don't think you have a heart. Yeah. You're some kind of a robot. <laughs> I actually I have that one on my computer, You too. should play that. Yeah. that. It's a short game. It probably took me three and a half hours, oh, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, it was very short. Yeah. Fuck, maybe I'll um, just do that. Though. Yeah, definitely just hammer it out some someday when you don't feel like playing FIFA or something like that. 
Um, You're a wuss. <laughs> that day doesn't exist. I me? don't get it. No, me? I'm just kidding. I was, you, I was gonna say you told me you got emotional. Corey, you yeah, went was, through like six I was right boxes there with you. of cleaning. A lot of dust in the room that night. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was chopping onions. I'm really glad yeah. I waited though because I I was close to sobbing like a baby. Um, but great game, great game. Uh, the controls. The only negative thing I had to say about it was the controls are a little weird. Um, it didn't always control like the way I wanted it to and get my character to move where I wanted. But it doesn't really matter because it's not you, a, just, yeah. you just go from one point to the other and experience the story really. So there was a handful of puzzles that were pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you, Corey. Like at first, you're like, I don't understand why I'm doing this, but it all kind of ties together yeah. like later on in the game. Um, but it's yeah, that moment when she says, "This is what we've worked for." When you're like that oh. magic yeah. moment, yeah. Um, but boy, 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 you don't have a heart if you don't. No, you... at least get misty eyed. Oh, I'll this tear game. up, Dan. I'm emotion- an emotional guy. Yeah, I'll tear right it, up. Well, you probably sob like I did. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, inc- it's incredible to me that like that is the creation of like three people. Yeah, really. That, that's I mean, awesome. the vision of three people and. Whoever was responsible for the story, I can't think of the guy's name. Genius. But, uh, like, it's like Ken Gao or something like that. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's 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 better than any recent film I've seen. Oh, by yeah. Far. By oh, far. By far. It was a great, great story. I, that The person's borderline genius. I think the music fits perfectly with it, too. I don't know who did the music. Whoever did the music is amazing. Music is key. Yep. Um, yeah, that music really a, really that, sets the mood. That gets the emotion started. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you come in with that story. I don't know what happened, but I look forward to finding out. Yeah. But, um, and yeah. then the graphics were really cool too. They were uh, like I wouldn't say sixteen. They're more like thirty-two bit PlayStation uh, uh, pixelated characters. Um, but it's really cool. Like there's some like hand painted parts of it. Sweet. Um, it's it's an amazing game. So yeah, I ended up beating that and completing my four in February. Oh, God, that's mission. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Great work, Dan. Man. How Thanks. much? How much of your appreciation for To the Moon uh, do you think has to do with your love of space, outer space? Very little. Yeah. Very little. Yeah. Um, that's actually what got me interested in the game was, was my love of space. But I, I don't know. I, I think there was more like real life ties that I had to the game that made it sad for me and good for me than, than, um, than the outer, the tie into outer space, I think. Yeah. It's a very personal story. Very, um, great, great, great game. Can't say good good enough things about it. Should. Make sure uh, your girlfriend's not around. Well, I was going to say I might because I'm going up to her parents' house this weekend. I'd have to play it there. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Don't do it? No. You don't think her dad would like her boyfriend dating some kind of weeping puss? <laughs> not only In just weeping, but game. weeping playing a video game. Playing a computer game. Exactly. You don't think that's the way to get off on the right foot? Probably not. I would wait on that one. All wait right. on that one. All right, fine. <laughs> But but it is great. Yeah, you I look, I look forward to. It. I'm going to. I look forward to it. Um, it w- it would be hard to pick a favorite because I really loved all the games that I played. Were you um, disappointed nice. at all in any of them? No, not at all. Um, I lo- I loved the ending to Final Fantasy Tactics. That was the only thing I didn't see about that. Um, Saints Row the Third was an incredible game. Moved its way into my top five. Oh, I can't wait to play that. Uh, Super Meat Boy was an incredible game. Uh, and. To the Moon was an incredible game. I loved every minute of them. it. Was it was a pleasure. My four in February is not was a pleasure. It didn't never felt like a chore. Or like I wouldn't be able. To, the only thing that, that I thought I might not be able to do is beat the last boss in Super Meat Boy. But I did end up doing that. That was very very hard. 
Um, but that was the only, the only doubt I had, but it was only because of the difficulty and not because I, I couldn't power through it. You know, I didn't need to power through it was, it was very easy. I would definitely highly suggest all the games that I, that I played for my four in February. So yeah, that's my recap. No least favorite. I didn't have a least favorite. I had to do it, and I took crap from it. Uh, I probably because you were wrong. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. And if, even our one of our listener, Jacob, said you were wrong. I said <laughs> I liked the game. <laughs> God's sakes. Well, it's two against one. Well, so. um, least favorite. God. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say only Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics, <gasps> only because I had played like the whole you're game wrong. before. Dan, I you love are, that. You're wrong. I'm I've, so happy. I hadn't played that. any of the other games before. I had played Final Fantasy Tactics a lot, so a lot of it I already knew. already knew and and breezed through and didn't need to pay attention to. Um, you should have you should have taken the safe answer and just said Super Meat Boy and it'd be fine. No, no because no. it was a great game. I love what I love where Dan went with it. No, no tactics no would ask you, Eric. Only because it was so much rip repetition. I, I think I'm on this podcast. The last no. I checked, so no, I, I was asked no. because of no, that. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking by my answer. I love it, Dan. Well done. Um, and as I said, not because tactics wasn't an awesome game, but I had just played played it a lot before. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Why don't we get into Eric? I think everyone wants to hear how Eric, Eric right. and Corey, Eric and Corey did. Um, I, I arranged the games I'm going to talk about in order of how much I liked them. Okay. Um, starting with the least, which was Alan Wake. I bought this game and was really excited to play it. Like when I bought it, I never knew if I would play it or not, and probably never would have had we not done the the four in February. But I'm glad we did. It's not that I didn't like Alan Wake. It just wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It didn't do. Do you feel too like it was a chore? To play through. A little, but not not too much. I, I felt like it was repetitious a lot of times. Running through the woods just got to be like... It was the same thing over and over, running through the woods. When they did change the environment, like when you were in like cabins or... I, I liked going in, into a, like a big barn where you could hear the the Taken walking around above you, and mm-hmm. then they'd like just drop down, and you're like, holy shit, you know yeah. what I mean? There were times when I was playing it when I was home alone... As people know that listen to this podcast, I'm kind of a pussy about stuff like this. <laughs> but like, I would, I was home alone one night playing it. It's just me and the dog, and we're sitting on the couch. And like, don't call your girlfriend that. Well, Corey, <laughs> I mean, he's right. I shouldn't say that. So it's me and the dog, and I like to turn the TV up pretty loud. Yeah. I don't know why I do this to myself. It's like watching a horror movie. I know I'm gonna scare the piss out of myself, but I just do it. Mm-hmm. So I turn the TV up pretty loud, and like. I'm I'm in this barn, and you can hear the footsteps, and you're just like waiting. You're just like Jesus, you know. When is he gonna just pop out and scare the shit out of me? So there's the noises going on, and the music. The music was good in that one because mm-hmm. it's like I said, it sets the mood. And yeah, it gets you which all is creeped. Very out. very important. Right, right. So it's, it's creepy, and there's just noises. You know, in horror movies where there's like the, you know, just noises like that that freak you out. Well, it does that, and like the dog started to kind of, like, get scared because yeah. I had the TV so loud. and I was wondering what was going on, right. too. She starts looking at the, the door to the house and, like, <laughs> growling at it and, ah. like, crying. And I'm like, do you fucking mind? <laughs> I'm already over here, like, ready Freaked to, out. like, call the police on myself. Yeah. And the dog is freaking me out. And, like, I don't know. So that was cool. I <laughs> mean, it that did its job there. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't... I don't know. I'm not much for supernatural 
mm-hmm. stuff and stories. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why the story didn't do do it for me too much. I, it was a decent story. I could see why you would like it. I don't know. This the supernatural part of it wasn't for me. See, I love supernatural stuff, which yeah, is why see, I liked it. I, well, I, I don't want to say I don't like supernatural stuff. Maybe just this game I didn't want supernatural to have that in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, like. Uh, what was the really scary game? Photo Frame. Oh, yeah. Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. Like, I like that. Supernatural like that. When it was just, like, ghosts. Taking you know pictures I mean? of ghosts. Right. That was cool. But for this game, I don't know. I, I wasn't too into the, the supernatural part of it. Um, i trying to think. I did like having to, like, ration bullets and stuff. But they gave you enough where it wasn't a pain in the ass. So that was nice. Um, it did feel good when you get the shotgun and just blowing, blowing the shit up. out of them. That was really cool. The coolest moment of that game was when you're on the uh, yep. the rock and roll stage. Totally agree. And you're they uh, all the taken start ch- charging you, and your uh, manager, yeah, start, Barry, Barry starts activating like the fireworks on the rock and roll stage, and it's like firing out, and all the taken are charging at you with axes and stuff like that, and you gotta fight them off. Nice. Y- you meet these two brothers who are like ex rock and rollers from the from the 80s or whatever, oh, nice. and you have to go to their farm, and they have this big rock and roll stage set up, and you go up there, and like Will said, and the, the battle system of the game, which I actually did like, uh, you have a flashlight in one hand and a gun in the other, and they have the darkness over them, and to get the darkness off of them, you shine the light on them for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then you can shoot them. Mm-hmm. So Barry's shooting off like fireworks and, you know, getting the darkness down and whatnot, so, and they just kept coming and coming and like, a lot of times they come from the side, and you didn't know they were coming. You get hit, and it was really cool. I did like the fighting in it. That mm-hmm. that part was cool. I don't know, the story for me, I didn't get the ending. I texted yeah. Will, and I was like, I'm confused. Yeah, so I explained to you because the ending is more what you interpret from it. Okay. So what I like I, to be told what I'm thinking. Usually at the end of a game, I like to have a story wrapped up. Me too. That's my thing. I like, was confused. I was like, wait, I, yeah. I don't, I don't follow. So yeah, I explained to Eric what I thought happened, yeah, to in the ending, okay. which I think uh, there's DLCs that came out, so I don't know if they explained the ending more through that. And there's also the second game that on the Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, that's I don't, I don't know if they go off of that either. Okay, I'm not really sure. I wanted to get the DLCs because I wanted to see what they did for it, but I also don't want to spoil the ending that I came up with because I kind of like what I thought of it. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so, that, that was uh, Alan Wake. So you beat it. I did beat Alan Wake. Thank you. I did. Uh, on to my next favorite. Far Cry 3 would be my next favorite game. Um, this is one that uh, I found myself enjoying the side stuff a lot more than the story at first. But then I kind of started to get into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending, I mean, the ending wasn't great. I was satisfied with it, but like then I started talking to other people that beat it who were less satisfied with it, which made me want to be less satisfied with the ending. So I was like, eh. But like I said, the story wasn't what drew me into that game. It was like the hunting yeah. and the taking over the the outposts and you know just stuff like that and upgrading my weapons and, and loot bags and stuff like that, finding the tigers, you know what I mean, and the sharks, and mm-hmm. just the environment itself was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was just super cool. That was the star of the game, yeah. really. Oh, God, it looked great. And they had Skrillex in the soundtrack, which was sweet. Some mm-hmm. of the missions were really cool. I think I talked about this before, but the one where you have to go burn down the marijuana fields yeah. and your, your guy gets high while yeah. you're doing it, That I mean, that was awesome. Uh-huh. Like Just stuff like that about Far Cry 3 and the, the huge open world of it is so cool. And I actually do want to go back and finish... 
taking out all the outposts and getting all the radio towers. I do want to go do that. Um, but yes, I did beat Far Cry 3. Nice. Thank you. Uh, definitely would recommend it. Alan Wake, eh. If you're into horror games, I'd play it. Otherwise, no. Um, Far Cry 3, definitely recommend. Especially, I mean, if you're into the open world stuff where you can just do whatever. Yeah, I Definitely like that, check it out. That's I think right up my alley. Yeah, it was really cool. I did end up, one of the characters I loved, I can't remember what his name was, but he was like a German soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, okay. you know what I'm talking about? about? Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. Really cool character. Um, yeah, but, oh, you know what I hated about that game? Was the boss battles. Where you fight oh, the two the, main bosses, where you go into like this, like trippy virtual reality almost world to fight them, and it was like, wh- what is this? It was almost like it was you weird. were dreaming it, but you weren't dreaming it. It was, right. it was really weird. It was. I thought it was stupid. Like, yeah. If you're gonna have a boss battle, just have a boss battle. You don't have to like That's take it completely out of how huh. you play the game and how you fight everybody else. Right. To turn it into. Something stupid. Yeah, I, my, my friends did the same exact thing. I was who very, it. very unsatisfied with with uh, the boss battles in that game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, definitely worth it mm-hmm. if you can, because it's been out for a little bit now. You can you can probably find it for forty bucks or so. Definitely, definitely pick it up. Okay. Uh, my next one was Sleeping Dogs, Ugh. which not my not my type of game. I am not a Grand Theft Auto fan, but. I played Sleeping Dogs based off, I think it was Jacob's recommendation, and Corey liked what he had played of it. So I found it for pretty cheap, so that's why I bought that game, and uh, was pleasantly surprised, very pleasantly surprised. I loved just about everything about that game. The story Uh had me, uh, the combat was a lot better than I was expecting it to be with guns, because I didn't think there was much gunplay, so I figured they probably didn't. Well, it was probably be- is better than Grand Theft Auto. So oh God, yes. That's how Saints yeah. Row the Third was. Yeah. Is it was good gunplay, right. so which made a lot easier to play. I, and I found myself like on the edge of my seat during the, the gun battles, especially mm-hmm. like the the kung fu battles were cool too. But I, for whatever reason, I just really liked getting into gunfights yeah. in this game. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, like the mission when you're at the wedding. Oh god! That was the greatest. The wedding mission, mission was was Ooh. the best mission in that game. Fantastic, so. Corey. Did you get that far in it? Which game are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry to disturb you, but we were talking about sleeping dogs at the wedding. Uh, no, I didn't get that. Okay. Far. Anywho, um, yeah, that that mission was awesome. Uh, there was a lot of cover that you needed to take for sure. Yeah. The the gun battles were tough. If you didn't get in cover, you weren't going to make it. Like no chance. Okay. Um, what else was fun? Um. The drug busts were cool. I didn't do a lot of side stuff because I was trying to get through the game, which yeah. I did and mm-hmm. beat it. All right. Thank you. Well done, sir. Um, I believe on my review card I wrote how unsatisfied I was with the final boss battle in that game, too. Um, it was easy. Yeah. Well, it was easy, and there was something else I didn't like about it, and I'm struggling to remember what it was. But your guy was, like, all woozy. Was it just button prompts? Is that what it was? I hate that. It was. Probably, I think it was just button prompts, which I hated because, again, the rest of the game is completely different. Yeah. And it's not letting you fight. It's telling you what you have to do. You know what I mean? It just, I I hated the last boss fight. But the story itself was great. How you killed him, though, was pretty gruesome. I don't remember, to be honest. You put him in, like, the... Meat oh, grinder yeah, thing. meat grinder. Ice chipper. Ice chipper. It was an ice chipper. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, but the, the combat was fantastic in it, and the story was really good. Um, i trying to think. 
There was one other thing I wanted to talk about with it. Shit, I think I took a couple of notes on it. Bear with me for a second here. Hey, no worries. Great. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Will. You're really holding it up. I know. Ain't no thing. It looks like I deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, this isn't important. <laughs> no, it was a dislike, and I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Was on your? Yeah, let me. I think it was. Let me pull it up because there wasn't a lot that I didn't like about the game. Right. Let me pull it up right quick here. Well, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, the ending of the game. I didn't like. I don't want to spoil the ending. Yeah. I Houston. had a certain way that I wanted it to end, and I thought that it might end that way, but it it didn't necessarily. Is We can talk about it off the air. Well. All right. Um, but I did love what they did with how the main character, Wei, was starting to have feelings for the gangsters he was working for. Oh, yeah. yeah. And started to, like, really want Get, to protect them and yeah. be a part of what they had going on because... And I feel like this is probably the case for real life, too. I mean, like, if you actually get to know the people, the reasons that they have for doing what they're doing, like those guys that were cooking meth at my mom's... A little more justified than you would probably think. My mom's neighbors were cooking meth for a good reason in their head. Right. (laughs) To do do meth. (laughs) To smoke it. Right. Right. But, yeah, I I don't know. Like, he he began to see they weren't that bad of guys. It's just kind of like how they were brought up and it's what they knew. Right. You know what I mean? That's what they're thrust into. And then it started to play that against his being a cop. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. I really liked that. And you just kind of really got into that. And I actually sided with with the gangsters myself for most of the game. Um, camera could be shaky at times, but not, nothing that was really going to bother you too much. So mm-hmm. Sleeping Dogs, another highly recommended game. Uh, I already said I beat it, right? Yep. Okay. And... My last game that I went into the final day of February, uh, having not beat Heavy Rain, I had played it. Mm-hmm. I had already started it previously, and um, I knew it wasn't a super long game to begin with. Um, Heavy Rain for the PS3 is a classic that I was told when I got my PS3, I was told you have to play Heavy Rain and you have to play Metal Gear 4, yeah. which I haven't played yet. Um, so I picked Heavy Rain up and it just was sitting there, and I remember when I played it the first time, I liked it. I wanted to keep playing it, but damn that FIFA, you know? Yeah. Just in other games coming out. I just yep. kind of didn't play it. And I'm so happy that we did the the 4 in February because I played it and beat it and completed my 4 in February. Hey, there it is. Thank you. Well done, sir. And Heavy Rain is now my favorite game that I've ever played. Really? Yes. Bet more so than Journey? Yes. Was Journey number one? No. Journey would probably be... It was Halo that was number Halo one. Halo was my number one. I'd probably put Journey at three. Okay. But yeah, wow. I just, I have never found myself in a story like I did with Heavy Rain. Okay. And I just loved the way that everything was intertwined and the decisions that you had to make. And this game was all button prompts, uh-huh. which, I, I don't know, like they just did it so well. Yeah, like, well, if it fits in with the the way the game oh, is. Oh, God, and it does. And the, the story is amazing. The music, again, sets the tone through the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like... You just feel for all the all the different characters and the twist at the end when you find out what it is. It was lit- it was like a movie, like Corey explained it to me. It's like you're playing a movie, mm-hmm. but like you you don't ever feel like you're not playing a game. So it's still like right. a, a video game. You know what I mean? Right. But man, I was just like on the edge of my seat, wondering what was going to happen next the entire time. And That's like awesome. I got up 
on February 28th. I specifically, I told my girlfriend, I was like, wake me up before you go. So I woke up at 7, started playing at 7.30, and beat the game on, at 12.30 on the dot on the last day of February. And I just, I I could not have been happier with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just fucking amazing. Good. Just like such a downer a lot of times, but man, what a great story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the, the ending coming at all. Okay. So that that's, was really cool. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how uh first of all I'm glad you I'm glad you really liked it. Yeah. I don't know how much you know about it, but everybody's playthrough of that game is is different and yeah. everybody gets a different ending to a certain extent. I know, I know. That's really else. cool. I don't know if I'll play it again because I kinda just want to keep the ending that I did the first time just because like right. those are the decisions I wanted to make. You know what I mean? Did uh let me ask you this. That, well this one's I been mean, out for a while, so I mean we could uh, probably yeah, we can spoil it. Wait, no no no, oh, actually, I'm gonna play it so I'm gonna cover my ears. Yeah, I told Willie you could borrow my PS three. Uh, I think everybody should play it, Dan. You should. Oh definitely God, play it it's too. like nothing oh. I've ever played. I will, I'll play it at some point. Did uh, Did you solve the crime? Like find out who did it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you Did you get him or her? Yeah. Okay. Like, I th- I think yes. Not everybody does. <laughs> okay, which is awesome. I didn't know that. I knew there were different endings, but I just kind of assumed that everybody. Found out who did what? No, not oh. that I don't think so. Anyway, I was under the impression that there are multiple, multiple outcomes. Yeah, and some of them are actually you. The game leads you to believe are correct, but they're actually not. I don't know. It's it's weird. Oh wow, huh. that's pretty sweet. It's it was amazing, and like, yeah, like Corey was saying, like just the different endings, and you can win different. They have trophies on the PlayStation Network instead of achievements, and like. I got a trophy for having a because you play six characters, and I had I got a trophy for keeping a certain number of them alive uh-huh. throughout the entire thing, and like, man, it all just starts coming together at the end, and like my heart was just pounding, and like, it was just a crazy experience. That's for awesome. A video game. <laughs> and, right. and 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 uh, unseated Halo is your favorite it game did. of all time. Huh? It really did. That's and I awesome. have no question that it was my favorite, and it's not my kind of game. Uh, and it's also not one you would have played if we hadn't no, done this. I probably wouldn't have. So I'm happy we did, and uh, happy that I, I completed my foreign February mission. Finished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I want to play Heavy Rain before we redo our top ten list. Oh, God. And I, as a side note, their next game got a release date today. I it's saw. October or something. October 8th. October 8th. Which one is it? Beyond Two Souls. Oh, okay. That's the and one, huh? And Willem Dafoe has joined the cast. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Willem, huh? Everybody's buying in. I'll t- well, I'll tell you, I'm pumped for it after playing that. Holy shit. I want to play it again because I don't really remember what happened. Dude, you my, should. Uh, I, I could see, You could probably beat it in two five-hour settings. It probably took me about ten hours. Yeah. So. Which is the perfect length, in my opinion, for no, a game I, like that. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Just everything about it. The only thing I probably didn't like was some of the cameras and the controls could be a bit shitty at times. Like, I'd want my character to go one way. Because you, you walk different than, than I've ever done in any other game. You oh, had to, Eric. Yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. You use R2 to walk. And oh, you, and like, you direct control your character. Your, okay. But it was kind of weird at times. So. Yeah. But, yes, Corey. The car accident on the highway. You remember that? You'd have to explain it a little more. When he's going the wrong way on the highway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yep. That's yep. fantastic. God. 
What a game. Nice. <laughs> what a game. Yeah, it is. It's a wild ride. It really is. Okay. I mean, just, it's just an action, like, thriller mystery movie that you're playing. I like that. Fantastic. Did you, to, did you have to climb through the air duct with the broken glass? Sure did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I did. And damned if I didn't end up going the wrong way and have to go back through <laughs> it again. <laughs> but, yes. Man. Definitely play that one. For Very sure. Nice. All right. I'm interested. You got, you've got piqued my interest. I hope so, Dan, because Jesus. All right. All right, Corey, what do you got for us? Well, How'd your like four in February? in life, I failed the four in February. <laughs> uh, my first game was Bastion. Uh-huh. I liked that. I talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really well done. I wish I picked more games like Bastion for my four in February. Right. Uh, I played XCOM and beat that. I, I sang XCOM's praises. Uh, definitely one of the best games of last year and, and would have been on my list. And then got to Nino Kuni, which <laughs> really was the thorn in my side for the entire month of February. Uh, I think I'm the only... Well, Eric said he didn't really like Alan Wake, but I think, you know, you guys were fortunate enough to have all games that you liked. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't even yeah. say I disliked it. I'm like, like it, I, I, yeah. you know, it was good. I, I, I just, Nino Cooney really caught me up because I love, loved Borderlands 2, uh, which I played a lot this past week. Uh-huh. Got to a point, I think on like Monday, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this for in February stuff. I'm going to do it. And uh, I played some Borderlands that day. And then the next day I sat down to play Nino Cooney and I'm like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> Don't want to do it. Not happening. Uh, I've been saying it all along. I still just want to watch the Nino Cooney movie. I don't want to play the game. It it does some like, it does some really cool Studio Ghibli stuff, uh, but as a whole and as a game, it's just not fun for me. Mm-hmm. It has this whole like Pokemon aspect where you capture monsters and raise them, and I just, I just don't care about it. They have the stupidest stupidest names it's like you'll get something that looks like a monkey and its name will be monkey with two e's or something like that you know it's just it's not even remote it's not clever it's like it's, like pokemon are kind of clever yeah yeah it's just silly stupid i don't know i really that game just pisses me off and and i don't want to sit here and say it's a bad game because it's not a bad game it's it's an okay game but it's not a game i want to play overrated yeah, it's not a game I want to spend 25 hours playing. Again, it's beautiful to look at. I found myself, you know, just rushing through the gameplay to get to the cutscenes with with voice acting and stuff because those are really the best parts. And 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity in the animation and stuff, but in terms of like the game itself, it's just kind of dull in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I mentioned that I did play Borderlands 2. Me and my roommate Jared uh, played it from the start together. Mm-hmm. That game's a lot of fun. Yeah. Dan, was that your game of the year? Yeah, yeah, it was. Borderlands 2 was my game of the year last year. I can see why. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Definitely <laughs> probably, I, honestly, like the two best games I played, the two best 2012 games I've, two of the best 2012 games I've played are XCOM and Borderlands 2, and i only just played them for four in February. All right. Uh, and and I did. I don't think I would have liked it as much if I played by myself, because like I said from the start, me and Jared played it together. 
uh, and he made the Gunzerker. Okay, mm, that's what Sal- I made. Salvador. Yep. And I made the uh, Siren, or not the Siren, the Ninja Guy. Uh, Zero. Zero. Yeah, because uh, I like doing the sniping stuff. Uh huh. And you know the melee stuff's kind of cool. Although I found his hologram. I couldn't really get it to be effective in any kind of situation. Yeah, see, I actually started off Borderlands 2 with zero, and I made it to, like, level 11 or 12, and I was like, eh, I'm going to start again. So I started again as as uh, Maya, and I liked Maya's special ability a lot better. I found it yeah. more useful, especially because I, I played most of the game by myself. So um, yeah. it was a lot more useful in a solo situation than 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 uh, zero's ability. Yep. Well, that, that's that's part of probably why I like playing multiplayer so much is because he's the gunzerker. You know, he goes in guns a blazing, and I try and find like, like a good sniping point and pick people off. We got a we looted a really really nice sniper rifle early on in the game that I've still been using for like the last ten levels or something like that. Wow. Um, and it's it's so much fun. Like just the the teamwork that goes into it, and you know the setting, the the Mad Max kind of water world setting. Yeah the blast and once we got in the buggies like we didn't we we got in the but we, we weren't really talking because it was late at night and you know we were just sitting here zoned out on the game but like, we got in, the <laughs> got in the buggies and like cruised around for a while and then like all of a sudden there was that moment where we just looked at each other and we're like this is unbelievably fun <laughs> nice well i'm glad you liked it yeah, we I did have we did have an issue. Uh, we we played the first day together, and we got to like level seven or something, and we're almost to sanctuary. And you know, we logged out for the day and logged back in the next day, and didn't realize that uh, if he had logged in as a guest, his character doesn't save. Oh, really? So he lost his uh, you know level seven uh, character or whatever, uh, and had to start at level one from where I was level seven. Takes but a while. they did a really good job of making it so like I would kill something and get hardly any experience, and he would get a bunch. Right. So he caught up really quick, and yeah. we're like the same level again. I don't know. I can't remember like fifteen or something. Okay. Um. But it's it's a blast, and the character. I mean, Dan, you've talked about this game a bunch, but the characters are all really great. Yeah. Uh, when you when you're with Claptrap in the beginning, Claptrap's a great character. Yep. And, you know, at, at a certain point when you're going towards Sanctuary, he disappears. And then once you get back to Sanctuary and you see him, you're like, oh, oh there you are. Like, I missed yeah, you. Yeah. How are you doing? How, yeah. So how far along did you get? Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing we The last thing we did was we got to that Ellie character. And busted down the bandit camp. Busted oh. down the door at the bandit camp. Oh, okay. Or no, we hung, they let us in, and then we blew the place up. Ellie. Ellie's a, quite the character. Yeah, she is. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of that game, because I loved what I played of it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it is it's a really good time. I, I, I didn't beat Nino Kuni. I didn't beat Borderlands 2. I feel like if I didn't have Nino Kuni on my list, I would have been fine. Because, like, the last... Probably the last two. Ever since I beat XCOM, I haven't really played a lot of video games. Right. And it's just because every time I turn on Nino Kuni, I'm just like, I don't want to play games anymore, and I get burnt <laughs> out. And, and I actually spent all day uh, Monday, Monday, Monday and Tuesday playing Civ Five, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about and what we played. Uh, I mean, that could have been time spent where I could have beaten Nino Kuni and or maybe Borderlands. And I also played a lot of NHL 13 over the weekend. What? Um, How are you liking that? We'll talk about it a little later on. All right. Ugh. I gave it some uh, thought. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And I thought for sure when we started, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I won't do this. Like, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll stay up all night and play games. But Not Nino Cooney. That just took the life right out of you, huh? Life right out of me. Uh, that's too bad. So it, you're, I, I, you're not going to beat it. Are you going to trade it in? I don't know i'll probably i'll probably beat it because i'm not that far off maybe like another a good like a good day of, of playing not 24 hours but you know like a good like six hour day i'd probably have it beat okay so yeah hammer it out one of these weekends when you have nothing to do and then trade it in you'd get a yeah. lunch break at work for a six hour day Corey. i wish that were the case just just get really <laughs> sloppy drunk and finish it off that's what i would do would get, I, so distracted i'd be like i don't care about that i don't that's know that's true okay it's, it's frustrating and and it's gonna get a much worse rap for me than it probably deserves because it was a part of my four in february and you felt like you had to had to power through it yeah okay. yeah and it, again it's not a bad game I, I can see what people like about it but to me it's not it's not a great game okay so right. i don't know are you gonna keep I, keep playing borderlands yeah, definitely. I mean, my roommate loves it, and I love I love playing it with him. So you know, okay. we'll just just hammer that out too someday whenever whenever the mood strikes us. And that's a, that's a game you can play a little bit drunk or whatever. Oh so. yeah, it's fun that way too. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's unfortunate I failed, guys. I feel like what, I let us down. What did we all learn from four in February? Ooh, that's a good question. What did I learn? Um, video games as much as I think I do. <laughs> I think I like them more than I think I do. <laughs> yeah, you learn that there that there is more games out there for you than yeah. than FIFA and sure. Halo. Yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, you know what? You know what I think I learned honestly though is that I I do not like role playing games as much as I think I do. Or or do you just not like them now? Do you not like not as good? Do you not like JRPGs as much as you thought you do? Or is it RPGs in general? I think it's RPGs in general, honestly. Like you know, RPGs. I'm not talking like Fallout and stuff like oh, that. Oh, well, that's an RPG. But that's a Western RPG. But it's it's not it's not like an R like a linear. It's RPG. a hybrid, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I don't know because I love Bastion, I loved XCOM, and I love Borderlands. I didn't really care for Nino Cooney. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a bad sample because there's just one RPG. But I bet I've kind of been thinking that for a while now. My favorite games these days are like puzzle games where it's all gameplay. Uh, it's rewarding gameplay. I always feel like I'm accomplishing something. Right. I don't know. What about Guild Wars? Oh, are we going to talk about? Did we play any Guild Wars? No. I did a little bit, but I asked somebody about Guild Wars that I assumed would love it. Adrian, who was on our show yeah. a long time ago, yeah, she not feeling Guild Wars too. No, and she I, she played it for a while. I actually talked to her not that long ago, and yeah. she said, yeah, because she was on our Guild Wars two episode, yeah, in September, and uh, they like her and her brothers and stuff and friends stopped playing it. But I wanted uh, I wanted to have her raid with us. Mm-hmm. She said she would raid with us. But she's more into the she likes world versus world. Like yeah. any, everything else, she doesn't really care about. Right, that's what she told me. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. I was surprised that she didn't like it as much as I, I thought she would yeah. either. You're absolutely right. Go ahead, Corey. Not, 
not to get into a, a long Guild Wars 2 discussion, but they, did you see they implemented the new guild quest stuff? Yeah, that's something else we has, can fail at. Has people all sorts of up in arms. Oh, really? Why? It favors larger guilds and, you know, kind of gives people incentive to leave a smaller guild just to be able to participate in these guild missions. Well, and if they have any kind of character, they won't. Yeah. It essentially locks people out of experiencing this content if, content if they're in a smaller guild. Oh, well... People Whatever. are not happy. Well, people have to have something to bitch about. Nailed it, Dan. <laughs> Damn. No matter what you do, you know. Is anyone going to talk about Cliff Blazinski for Roundtable? No, we can bring that up because it's kind of related to a lot of the different things that I want to talk about. His standing up for EA? Yeah. We'll talk about that during Roundtable. All right. Um. Oh, uh, what did I learn? Um, I learned that I don't like leaving things unfinished. Uh, I like to I like to complete a game, but I'm I don't know. I am excited about. I learned that I'm excited about the backlog that I'm building up for the next time we do this. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But uh, Will, what'd you learn? Ah, boy. I, w- I I would have to think about that. Yeah, I can't come up with something liked, off the top of my head. I kind of liked how we kind of decided games for each other. Yeah. Because none of us, like, pick something we knew somebody would hate to be jerks. Like, I was, you know, we were like, you know, Eric, you'll really like, I think you were thinking about Heavy Rain anyway, but it's like, Eric, you'd really like Heavy Rain, you should play it. Dan, you gotta play To the Moon, like, it's yeah. time. Well, you guys picked a really short game for me. I think I kind of picked the rest of them. I know I picked Super Meat Boy, and Corey's like, you shouldn't pick that one, that's really hard. It's like, yeah, and I didn't have second thoughts about it until I started playing. I was like, holy shit, this game is hard. I suggested Borderlands and Corey. Most of your time playing uh, Tactics? Did I spend most of my time playing Tactics? No. Uh, Tactics only took me 23 hours. Saints Row the Third took me 33. Oh, okay. Um, I think Super Meat Boy took me like 13. Did you you die a lot in Tactics, though? Because it doesn't, obviously, doesn't record if you have to. No, I think I only failed. The, there was one mission in the the death death city at the end that I had to do like three or four times, um, but I probably only lost maybe three hours of time um, right. on having to restart battles. It wasn't very much because, as I said, I was well prepared for everything. Um, so I kind of breezed through that one. But yeah, I definitely spent the most time playing Saints Row the Third because that that said. 33 hours on my save and that doesn't include times I died in that either you know so which was and failed missions are you looking on how long to beat no oh um yeah is that all we want to talk about for 4 in February 5th we doing it next year definitely hell yeah I actually want to make it to go, make it a goal to beat like one one or two games a month I could probably do two um, cause I have a pretty big backlog of games that I need to get through. So do I, man. Um, but I also should save a few things for four in February for next year. I'll definitely do it again. That was a lot of fun. Cause I, Super Meat Boy is probably something I would have put off. Uh, To the Moon was something I definitely would have put off just because I knew how sad it was. And I try not to be sad if I don't have to. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I, even though I cried, it was man tears, man tears, man tears, you know, so. Oh, that's, pro- I know, Dan. that's probably one I would have put off for a while. Um, so I'm glad you guys kind of picked that one for me. So, yeah, because someone picked Final Fantasy Tactics for me, too. You guys are like, oh, you should beat Final Fantasy Tactics. I think, I think it was me, because I told Corey Borderlands, too, as well. Yeah. 
So, okay. Did you guys pick all mine? I, <laughs> I don't know if someone picked Nino Cooney for you. I think you I think said I, that I, one. I think Nino Cooney was the only one I picked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I picked I think XCOM, right. or at least supported it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, you guys definitely picked Bastion and Borderlands too. So, yeah. That was all. <laughs> Thanks, all right, guys. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, we picked the games that you liked. <laughs> That's true, we did. I picked the one that I didn't. Right. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the song you'll be hearing during the break is by the band The Organs. Um, and the song is going to be These Days? Or is it This Day? These Days. These, these Days. I, it's These Days. I can't read my writing. That's why. That's why I put my notes on my tablet now because I type them. So I can read it. Sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to be right back with uh, feedback and roundtable right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 84 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. Um, I will start, actually, with the one we just got on Facebook just now from Michael Minnesota, who says, uh, Well, I'm getting a new gaming PC, Q Eric's uh, groaning and eye-rolling, and I can't wait for it to come. I've only had my MacBook Pro for the last few years, and while I love the thing... Uh, and more games are making its way to Max. I really just want to get back into PC gaming. Don't worry, Eric. I have no plans to give up on consoles, and I'm really excited for the PS4. Let's just hope developers create uh, engaging and creative games instead of just trying to show the power of the new consoles. Uh, couldn't agree more. Well said. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually glad too that a lot, lot more games are coming to Max. Uh, you know. It's kind of an untapped market, don't you think? Um, not that, like, a lot of Mac users are heavy PC gamers, but, like, a, a lot of the games, I think... I, I know Guild Wars, I think, is coming, or is on... Oh, they're beta testing Guild Wars 2 on Macs right now. Um, I just think that's a that's you, a good thing. What? I think it's available for Macs, isn't it? It might be available now. They were beta testing it a little while ago. So it might, it might be ready now. Um, oh, you know what? There yeah. were, they're beta tests... Are they beta testing it on Linux? As of September, it was available on Mac. Oh, that's a while. Where have I been? I must, I must be thinking of something else then that's that's running on Macs now. 
that doesn't matter. But yeah, um, yeah, you really can't go wrong though with, especially if you're going to be doing PC gaming. Uh, Mac is still not where it is. You you still have to have a PC, even with all the support that's coming to Linux. Um, still, you need well, to, I mean, Windows is where where it's at for PC. Even with a, even with a Mac, you can do the uh, what do they call it? Um, oh shit! Boot camp. Uh, boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can, like, but like your PC. Like uh, if you're, you can do a Hackintosh, which you can pick your own components and put a Mac operating system on it. But like a, a comparable PC to Mac, you know, the Mac is going to be a lot more expensive um, for 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 hardware components. You know, like you can build the. Really, really, what you're paying for is DOS, right? No, you're paying. You know, well, you're paying for the quality of the product that they make because the well, you know Mac stuff just doesn't doesn't break. You know. I don't know. I dropped my girlfriend's laptop and it broke. Well, yeah, I know, but but that's that's not from using it, you know. Like, I have a what two two and a half year old MSI laptop that overheats all the time now. You know, you don't get that kind of issues with with Macs. They usually have they usually have a lot more longevity. Um, that, well, that's they... why I bought a Lenovo. You're missing my point. <laughs> Wait, why'd you buy a Lenovo? Because they they're dirt more durable. Yeah, that's why I got one too. Statistically, they're better, uh, you know, longer life. Yeah. Well, Asus makes the the highest rated laptops right now. But um, yeah, you're like you're with with Max and stuff. You're paying for like a quality quality thing, and and a lot of it's software too. Um, A lot of the the really good editing software is only available on Max. So um, there's that sort of a lot of creative types use use the Mac too because there's there's a lot more creative what. I'm disagreeing with you. <sighs> Here right. we go again. Go ahead. No, I just, I, I mean, I, as as a video editor, uh, I had to do that for school, and I still do it every now and again. I, I just feel like, what is the, Final Cut was the big one on. Uh, <laughs> on Apple. Apple. Yeah. People love Final Cut, but, like, I don't know. I've never had an issue with Adobe Premiere. We're laughing at okay. ourselves. <laughs> Will and I are getting a kick out of watching ourselves on the live stream over here. Nice. Um, But yeah, like you can, you can, you can build like a top of the line PC for, eh, well, not top of the line, but really like really solidly decked out gaming computer for like 1100 bucks. Less than that. Yeah. Well, whatever. But even so, like if you're getting like a really really good Mac computer, it's going to be three thousand, you know, or twenty five hundred. Um, so you're saving a lot of money by by going the PC route for for you know hardcore gaming, especially just because you're paying the they call it the Apple tax or Mac tax. Um, yeah, but well, and also, I mean, they're really good about customer service. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the small experience I've had two iPads with Apple customer service, they were great, you know, replaced two iPads that were, one was, had a crack screen. One had a, uh, uh, internet thing that didn't work in it, an internet chip and they replaced them like no problem. So that was good. And that's without any extended warranties or anything like that. So I've heard that people have brought in iPhones that, uh, to the Apple store that they've dropped in toilets. Yeah. And as long as they're like honest with the genius the genius people at the apple bar yeah absolutely if, like all right we'll, we'll just give you this one if you're honest and like nice about it too really you know yeah. if you're if you go in and be a dickhead a they're, they're, they're not gonna help you yeah so 
Uh, get back into PC gaming. Don't worry, Eric, I have no plans to give up on consoles. I'm really excited for the PS4. Uh, let's help developers create engaging and creative games instead of just trying to show off the power of new consoles. What's up? I, we just got we got a comment from Jake in the in the chat, and he said, "Why is Eric so businessman like? Oh. <laughs> is it my hair and the jacket? The jacket's a nice jacket. Is this a business jacket. Yeah, it looks. It probably would look like it from from from, afar. from from the camera angle. Well, Jacob, if it makes you feel any better, I do have my Palpatine Vader in O twelve shirt on. Yeah. Yes, you do. I, I do believe I've complimented that jacket before, Eric. And, and I told you when I purchased that, I thought to myself, I bet you Corey's going to like this jacket. There you go. You sure as shit. Perfect. Where did you get it again? Kohl's. I love Kohl's, man. It's a great store. But anyway. It is. It's fantastic. <laughs> Didn't they have an issue with bed bugs, though? I hope not. Well, that's why I got them. <laughs> Fun bugs. Fun bugs. <laughs> Fun bugs, you absolutely. Remember fun bugs? I remember the fun bugs. Yes. Michael said it's the hair, Eric. It is the hair. Yeah. The hair is looking good. No, I. Uh, this is a recent, a recent development for me. Is this hairdo, kind of right here? I've lost some thickness to the hair in general, but mm-hmm. right here she's really thinned out on me, and now I'm just kind of embracing it. Okay. And my girlfriend likes it, and uh, Dan and Corey like it. So yeah. I mean, what else do I really want? <laughs> I don't handsome. like it. Will doesn't like it, but he's not old enough to know any better yet. So. Right, he's he's still a teenager. Yeah, I think it looks stupid. He'll understand. So yeah, it's uh, I'm going for the soccer manager look. Okay, the comb over. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so thanks for that, Michael. Oh yeah, uh, with PC gaming too. Like a lot of times, what you get is uh, cheap games. Um, Steam. Uh, Steam exactly uh, always has great sales. They have Mark of the Ninja this weekend that I think I'm going to get for five bucks. So. Um, you can't go wrong with 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 stuff like that. So, what's Mark and Ninja about? It's a like a stealth platformer. Nice. Will played it, didn't you? So did Corey. Corey played it too. So, yeah. um, yeah, definitely definitely save money on games. All right, uh, Eric, let's get our first shots down. We Fine. figured out we figured out we had six new followers. Corey, do we have any new likes on uh, or favorites on Stitcher or? We did we're up to forty seven? So how many Woo! is that? One. From from last time, <laughs> one? one. Okay. Yeah, we're so we had one carryover from last week for a follower on Twitter. So that's eight. Wait, do I have to go get my shot right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, hang on. I'll be right back. Did we check right. iTunes reviews? No, I don't even know how to do that. I'd check, but I, I don't have I can an check iTunes. while we're waiting for Corey. I don't okay. have an Apple phone. Ooh, they updated their logo. Now it's fancy. It's more business-like for me. Word. The Unless I'm a manager, uh, I guess I... iTunes logo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does look better. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. I totally agree. Um, oh, we had a prediction for um, for our four, for our four, four in February. Yeah, uh, posted on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if any listeners have any predictions about four in February challenge, feel free uh, to see how accurate you are. And uh, Weezman fifty four on Twitter said, "I'd put money that Corey didn't finish Nino Cooney." Also, Eric got close, but no cigar. Wrong. Uh, good job, Will and Dan. So, yeah, you were pretty close. Uh, Corey did not yeah. finish Nino Cooney. Um, and me and Will did finish both of our games. Uh, the only one you didn't get was... qu- quite. Eric was close, but he did yeah. finish. So, close. He always finishes. <laughs> close, but he did, <laughs> did finish. I was actually close, too, with finishing uh, uh, um, 
to the moon yesterday, but it wasn't really close. I knew what I was in for. So. I kind of did too. Right. I knew I didn't have too much longer. What if, Dan, what if like the game bugged out on you and then your computer crashed? And uh, Well, I have two other computers I could have played on. I would have finished it. No, those crashed too. Oh, This uh, is a comedy of errors, Dan. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do then. I, it's only it, Luckily, it's a short game. I probably would have gone to your house. somewhere to play it? Yeah, I would have gone to Eric's house and played it. Come on over. On his laptop. Come on down. And then that, and then that would have crashed too. What? What if on the way you got in a car accident? <laughs> oh, nobody, nobody wins. Well, there, then I would have failed, all right? And you, and you got decapitated. Corey, just because you didn't finish it doesn't mean you need to bring Dan down. Oh, oh, oh is that where we're headed with this? <laughs> I think that's where you we're know, headed. Uh, it's funny. Earlier, uh, right before we started recording, I was watching The Simpsons, and uh, Marge and, and Homer are leaving, and they say, what's the little baby's name? Uh, Maggie? Lisa. Lisa. No, the younger, the young one. I don't remember. I haven't seen Simpsons in oh, forever. Oh, God. You know, What's me neither. Is Why it Maggie? Was, it, was that right? Is it Maggie? It's Maggie. Yeah. They say to Matt, Marge is like, we'll be home soon, Maggie. And then like, Homer's like, unless something bad happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. We, right. ha- we have 32 reviews on. I don't remember how many we I had before. Either. We were at 29. So that's Were four. we really? Yeah. Three more? So yeah. how much booze is that? <laughs> That's, That's 11 shots. 11. 11. I mean, I'll do a couple more. Whatever. All right, well, here. Here's two down the hatch. And Corey, I, I so that's beers. three. I got beers. I have, I have, is this more than a shot, what I'm holding up? Do you guys do it, Corey, don't be a here? pussy. Just drink it. Is that, that's probably two, right? Yeah, I would count two. Uh, oh, my God. How many ounces? Milliliters. I don't know. I don't know milliliters. <laughs> this is America. Yeah, I, think, I think it's definitely <laughs> more than a shot, maybe a shot and a half. Okay. Well, you want to count it as two? Yeah. No. No, no. just one. Corey. All right, all right. Three, three shots down the hatch. Cheers! Cheers! Mm. Hey guys, cheers! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Hey, me... All right. The cockles of my heart are so warm. All right, so that's three down the hatch. We got. Oh damn! Eight oh more. my god, this is terrible. <laughs> it's brandy. Oh my god, it's the worst brandy I've ever had. Well, chase it. Chase it oh. with another shot, you sissy. So, Weezman54 on Twitter was really close with his prediction, so good, good call. Good call. Wow. Uh, I, I mentioned this when we were, oops, when we were uh, not recording, but um, the people that are watching us live know this already, but uh, I got this little little bottle of brandy from the cleaning lady at work uh, who had a bag full of about 20 very small bottles of liquor. <laughs> nice. She decided to give me the Raynal imported French brandy. Huh? Oh, see, that's why it's no good. It's imported. Well, it's from France. <laughs> nice. They didn't make it with any chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of chutzpah in there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. Idaho Jake on Twitter says, "How do we know that all those demos were played on a PS4 and not a supercomputer with no console shown?" Have a little faith, that's, brother. I, that's a, he's he he brings up a good point. What, Corey? I think uh, he actually had a a more fleshed out comment. Okay, so same regard on Facebook. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll talk I've, about that after the Facebook comment. I think I put it on there separately. His Facebook up, feedback, uh, I believe it's included in that. Okay. Sounds good. Unless I failed at my job. No, it looks pretty good. Uh, Facebook feedback uh, from 
Alison Murtha, our sister, who says, slightly off topic of gaming, but I've been listening to old episodes of the podcast, and in one of the early episodes, Eric said he had never had a shower soda. Just curious if he's had the pleasure of enjoying one yet. I have. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Isn't it delightful? I had uh, PBR oh. in, the, in the shower. Nice. And I passed that idea along to our former intern, Tyler, and he enjoys it, too. Yeah, it's pretty he great. He probably took, like, a wine cooler in with him, though. Fuzzy Navel. <laughs> Fuzzy Navel Seagram's. <laughs> Just took it right down the hatch. If oh, I know him. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Can yeah. I share my, my first experience with the shower soda? Of course. Sour beer. I was in college. Uh, sh- uh, I was a, I was a sophomore, but I I went my freshman year. I was in community college, so my sophomore year was my first year in the dorms uh, at the college I was at, <laughs> and I was going in to take a shower, and I heard two gentlemen in the what I assumed was both shower stalls. There's three shower stalls in our bathroom. Oh, I took boy. one. And there was two gentlemen talking in the two other stalls, so I thought, uh, discussing <laughs> the beer they were drinking in the shower. And I'm like, that's weird. Who drinks a beer in the shower? Um, so, I, you know, I finished my shower, and then I walked out and realized one of the doors wasn't shut all the way. Uh, and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, who takes a shower and doesn't shut the door? Turns out they were in the shower together. Drinking beer. Sharing. Sharing beer um, together. That's but the, the, and, and that's not the funny part. The funny part about it is the way they were talking to each other. Like, they sounded like they were tough guys that loved football and cheerleaders. But they were in the shower together. But really, <laughs> they love just a cold beer with a good hard penis pointing at them in the shower. That's what they actually loved. They were just a couple of bros taking yeah. a shower together, like, hey, bro, having a couple beers. Want to get in the shower and have a beer, bro? And that's, that's funny. Uh, the origin of me turning gay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I always wondered. That's a good story. I like the victory sip afterwards, too, Corey. J- Jake says, uh, oh, duels in the shower. Oh, duels, yeah. <laughs> I think he's referring to Tyler. Oh. Keep the Tyler bashes coming. Yeah, I mean, definitely. those never get old. Nef- never get old. All right. Uh, I'm going to do my second shot, Eric. Yeah. There you are, buddy. Oh, oh. You know what, Dan? I'm just going to sip right out of the jar. Okay. We All got, right. what, three down? So this will be. <laughs> Michael said after the shower they got on and played some Call of Duty. Looks <laughs> 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 like a little more bro time. <laughs> Nothing like a little more bro time. All right. Down the hatch. Cheers. Mm. That's good. All right, uh, Idaho Jake on Pansy Facebook says, "Hey guys, I was somewhat impressed with the PS4 announcement. I like the share video and the str- and they and the stream every PS4 game, but Sony mainly talked about what they fixed or stole from other consoles. I'm a fan of Xbox, and if Microsoft announces that they won't let you play used games and all that, the games will cost seventy to eighty dollars. I will switch and get a PS4." Uh, one thing I think Microsoft needs to do is come out and tell everyone that they aren't going to tell you uh, what they hope their console will do, but show what you what, show you what it can do, and reveal the console, and also say every demo and video you see is being ran off the Xbox 720. Uh, right now, all we know is that Sony hopes that all the stuff they said will happen because. Who said the PS4 was running the demos and not a supercomputer? They can't promise that everything will be able to run on the PS4 yet. Microsoft comes out and announces that Fallout 4, Guild Wars 2, or Elder Scrolls Online are going to be exclusive launch titles. That is where our money is going because Diablo 3 has run its course, and by holidays 2013, people won't be playing it. 
I'm not really into the graphics war because for me it's all about the story and the experience. Like in Far Cry 3, I keep hearing the graphics were not that good on console, but for me I didn't notice because the experience of the game pulled me in. I also think the game developers need to drop the price on on-demand games by 10 to $15 instead of having it be the same price as a physical copy. I buy physical so I can trade it in, but if they drop prices, I would download more often. Uh, that's it for me. Can't wait for the stream tonight. So thank you for that, Idaho Jake. Uh, let's get into the points. So yeah, I mean, uh, Microsoft comes out, says, well, actually, we'll probably, we're talking about this during we're talking about the Xbox rumors during roundtable, right? Right. So we won't get we won't get into that. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think? Do you think that they definitely ran all those games off of a PS4? Or do you think it was on a PC? Because I think during E3, like all the all the next gen games were like uh, Watch Dogs was definitely run off of a PC, and Star Wars 13, 13 was run off of a PC because that's all that could have handled it at the time. But do you think the fact that, that we didn't see a PS4 means they maybe don't have it? fully built yet or they don't have a spec console yet no 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 i don't and 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 here's why uh i can't remember the developer um but the word on the street is that sony has been very good about releasing their hardware to developers ahead of time they Mm -hmm. said they i forget what developer but they said they already have a development kit for the ps4 whereas they have pretty much nothing from the new xbox Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that kind of goes along with Sony's whole, like, making the console developer-friendly thing they're trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what better way to do that than to get the development kit in the hands of developers right. as soon as possible? Well, that was a lot of the problem with the PS3. I mean, it had great great titles for it. Um, but anything that was developed on PC was hard to change over to the, the to the very specific hardware on the PS3. That, that's why there was problems with Skyrim and problems with... Uh, uh, Fallout New Vegas and games like that, games that were you know built built on a PC, um, and, I, and I think they're rectifying that definitely with with the PS4, um, making the hardware easier um, for developers to develop games on, and then just making the development process a lot quicker and easier. You know, I think that's 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 what they were going for, right? Yeah, um, but I, I I feel like I think he wants us to address a little bit more, like specifically what was shown at um, the Sony conference. How do we know that wasn't played off supercomputers? I, I don't think, in this day and age, I don't think it really matters whether we see the see the console or not. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's. I don't care what the thing looks like. It's a box that's going to play my games. I don't I'm with you, Corey. I'm totally with you on that. Um, and you know, I feel the same way about the Xbox. I don't really care about that, but I, I don't feel like it it matters whether they show us the box or not. Because even if they show us the box and say like this is playing off the console, it doesn't necessarily mean it is. Um, but we're seeing games from developers that have said like this is a PS4 game, right? So, so it'll it's be on either PS4. Going to be a PS4 game, or we're never going to see it. Um, and in, in, even in the demos that we saw, there wasn't anything that blew me away to the point where I was like, wow, is this really next-gen? Except for the uh, the RPG that was shown by Capcom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the medieval uh, with the dragon? high fantasy thing, yeah. Deep deep Down? Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yes. Deep Down? Yes. That was one where I was like, holy shit, this is, this is amazing. Like, yeah. This looks so cool. I can't wait to play this. Um, that's one where I'm kind of skeptical, and and again, like I said, like I don't really care, you know. Even if they are playing it off of uh, PCs at this point, it's kind of beside the point for me. It's it's agreed. 
you know, as as somebody who also, I mean, Jacob said he doesn't really care about gra- graphics. I don't really care about graphics. Um, to see what they showed us is is. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Somebody else want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in here. Uh, Corey, I'm with you on the graphics thing. I'm not a huge graphics guy. I mean, it's nice if it's there, but if it's not there, whatever. As long as the game's good. Yeah, if the game's good, like, you know, that's that's more important. But I'm, for PlayStation at least, way more excited about the share button and the capabilities of that. Especially, I mean, for the podcast. Like, if our fans want to come in and watch us play or if we want to watch each other play, I'm more interested in that part Mm -hmm. than remotely interested in what the graphic capabilities are like i i played far cry 3 on on xbox and i thought it looked fantastic mm-hmm. like i i know it'll be an upgrade i don't need a huge upgrade in graphics they already look awesome halo 4 look freaking amazing yeah i mean yeah well what, what more do you need just make us good games yeah and that's that's really the more the concern for me too is is i i'm also not on the huge you know if graphics are good, fine, right. but I, I'm more about having a good game, and I really think that's where they need to go as opposed to developing the the best-looking graphics. Yeah. Um, Crisis so 3, I think go we're ahead. we're in agreement then that that's, if, that, if what Sony said is its goal is actually happening, then that's a good thing for yeah. Sony, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, I had a question off of this. To me, I honest to God feel like the PS4 it may be the superior system in the next generation. I don't. I just have a feeling. Right. I have nothing to base it off of other than just a feeling. Well, it seems like they've addressed all their issues yeah. that that, and I'm not going to say all gamers, but North American gamers had with the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once again with the games that that didn't that didn't work necessarily right on it. Um, and then and then the social stuff. I, I think that that is great. It seems to be greatly improved on the yeah. PS4. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's going to attract a lot of people. It seems to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wait and see. But, right. I mean, if if it can, if I can be playing a game and then just hit, if I score an awesome goal in FIFA or whatever the case may be, if I can just hit the share button and throw a video up of it, I mean, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I'll do it constantly. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's allegedly. Um, yeah. Wait I and mean, see. I mentioned it in the last episode. Everything they talked about was very exciting for me, especially the like social and sharing features. Mm-hmm. But they they did throw that disclaimer out there. I don't know if everybody caught it, but they said, you know, these features will be rolled out in phases, mm-hmm. which is well, Corey. Terrifying. Honestly, I don't think they would put the share button on the controller if that wasn't going to be like first wave. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, how fucking silly! That's a Nintendo move. <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just hopeful. I, I like to, to lean I'm on the hopeful, hopeful side of this. I mean, I've, I always kind of like gun for the underdog, and I feel like you know Sony's a little bit of the underdog this go around, right? Yeah, absolutely. In, in, in yeah. North in North America, absolutely. Um, but I'll tell Japan, you, I, not so much. I think they've gained ground based off of what what people have seen. I think people are like, oh, you know what. Maybe Sony's a viable option here, and I, I think you know some of our listeners have even said now somebody said they have a backup, yeah. you know, just in case Xbox comes out. And do do you think that's just because they just had their announcement and we haven't seen anything from the new uh, Xbox yet? I, that's I don't. What I think I don't think it is, Dan. I think Sony showed something, and yeah. I I was really impressed. I was I was for sure going to get an Xbox, and I'm still yeah. going to, unless they do something crazy crazy that right. I'm not going to. But like. Right. 
I wasn't for sure going to get a PlayStation. I honestly didn't think I would. But right. I, I loved what I saw, and I'm big into the social part of gaming, and I just... I. I don't think it is only because I, it's, that's part of it. Is it because it's the new, like, you just saw it and whatnot, but it hasn't worn off for me. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. still really excited about it. And I think if I'm they if they can execute what they showed, it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. But, like, the Microsoft hasn't had their announcement yet, so who knows what they're going to do. Well, I don't care what they're going to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about Sony. Like, I, I loved what I saw from Sony. I'm I'm an Xbox guy for sure. Yeah. And I want to get the Xbox. They'd have to completely fuck up for me not to get an Xbox. Right, if it comes out and it's like, man, you're still going to get one. Yeah, I'm still going to, even if, like, if I can't play used games, I don't, whatever. I'm going to spend the money on the games anyway, whatever. Yeah. I don't buy used games. I will, I, I don't borrow a lot of games from my friends. That will kind of suck, but, like, stuff like that, I'm still going to get one. Mm-hmm. If If what I see from Xbox is, is... As good as what I see from Sony, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm right. Whatever. Illumarum. Illumarum blew my mind. Uh, right. to the yeah. Especially if I've had a few drinks of Mo- Midnight Moon Moonshine. we got to keep going. Jesus. By the way. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm um, super excited for all this stuff. I really am. But in the PlayStation, I did not expect to be as excited as I was. And I'm really pumped about it. I'm Eric. Everything you just said, uh, I agree with 100. Yeah. percent I think I've heard a lot of criticism of the Sony event, but I feel like what have you, what were the criticisms? I don't get it. Just because hey. they didn't show the the system, you, you didn't see the you didn't see the system. You didn't see much of it in action. You didn't see the UI very well. You didn't you don't really know what it is other than there's some obscure developers working on these games and. Fine, but like I feel like most of that is like, well, I don't like you said. I don't care what the system looks like if it doesn't look good in my living room. I don't give a fuck. And like, yeah, the graphics we touched on that already. It, that's all that stuff. I I just yeah. I don't care about that. I like the other the features that features. they showed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and the games they showed look awesome. I mean, Drive Club. I'm not a racing fan at all. I'm not into cars. But I was talking to somebody today about the PS4 announcement who wasn't overly familiar with it, but is a Sony guy. And I, the first game I talked about was Drive Club, mm-hmm. not Killzone, which is more my style of game. You right. know, I, I was like, dude, look at Drive Club; it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just loved what what I saw. I can't wait to play Drive Club with you, Eric. Did I? He, I, he watched the video, the the gameplay, whatever release video for it, and he's like, I'm getting that, like. We're going to start a club yeah. on it. I can't wait. And we're just going to drive around. Dude, we're going to race. We're going to race guys over in, over there in France. We're going I don't to want to race. That'll get my heart rate up too high. Cool, we're going to beat the pants off them. They're from France. I just want to drift in the mountains of Tokyo. <laughs> you drift. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll do the racing. I'll take it from All there. Right. I said if it was a rally racing game, that'd be it. I would, they would have sold a console and a game. <sighs> wish it was dan because i'd love nothing more that's fine you know i'd love nothing more it's cool it's a cool concept i I like cars but uh, you know i'm more of a rally racing sure off-road dirt oh you got rid of your xbox yeah well i was gonna get dirt 2 on steam it's like 10 bucks but so i mean just going back to this uh sony conference stuff um i didn't really i didn't know it at the time uh we've been doing this podcast for like two years um, a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. And it's only been a year and a half that I've really been into games and trying to figure out what's going on with games. And I didn't know Mark Cerny was uh as big of a deal that he actually is. 
apparently everybody looks up to this guy like he's a legend of some sort. Really? And this is the guy that announced a lot of... He's the lead system architect. Yeah, he was the first guy out, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people look up to him and consider him like a genius. And looking at his track record, he has so many awesome games on his resume. What's he got? And, uh, Do you remember it all? A lot, lot of them are old. Um, so he's the designer and director of Knack, which they showed right. on the PS4. Which I wasn't that uh, excited about, but I mean, if you're telling me like he's got all these awesome games he's involved in, maybe I'll get it, you know? He's the design consultant on Killzone 3. Okay. Design consultant on God of War 3. Which I hear designer is awesome. Designer of Resistance 2. Design consultant on Ratchet & Clank. Tools of Destruction, uh, design consultant on Uncharted Drake's Fortune. That's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, design consultant on Resistance, programmer designer of Jack. Uh, he did the Crash Bandicoot games, I mean, Spyro the Dragon. These are all the biggest games for PlayStation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the guy. Uh, the guy knows what he's doing. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I I think, uh, who is the comment from Jacob? Idaho Jake. Yeah. yeah. Idaho Jake really wanted us to address the idea, the question of what we saw on stage was that played off of a computer or a console. He made he commented in the in chat and he said, "But I want to know the console runs what they say it can, and you show the console running it." Right. Is, I, is that I th- more I th- of a graphical thing? Though? I I think even if it maybe maybe if if it didn't uh, at the show, it will come time, um, and maybe not even at launch. Graphics might not necessarily be as good as they were on that, but they will get there at some point. Sure. Um, just because you know at the beginning of a generation, you're never gonna. It, it's not till like towards the end of a generation where you start getting the best looking games like. Halo, Halo 4, 4 for Far Xbox. Yeah. Right, exactly. That That's when they start, when development costs catch up and, and everything kind of starts catching up and you can really, like, max out the system specs. And a lot of it is just learning the tricks. Right. The, the tricks to make the most out of the hardware that you have. Yeah, absolutely. And that takes, that, that'll take a couple years. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if, if they, if they, what? I, I'm watching the, the chat and Mike, Michael Nelson just, well, Jacob first said, but PlayStation still can't be Xbox. And, and Michael said, as stupid as it sounds, I think Sony means business this time around, and they, they got a wake-up call the past generation. And I completely agree. Yeah, because they, they got beat really bad right out of the gate. Sure. Um, they, they, they're they catching up now, but what? I mean, they, they screw themselves. They well, yeah. Priced it. They priced the thing way too high. No, I know. And their hardware specs were a little bit higher than Xbox's, but... You know, it didn't matter in the long run. It didn't matter because they didn't they didn't take advantage of it until now. You know, to to uh, step up to the plate for for Bain Hammond a little bit. I in in um, Will mentioned it too. We haven't seen what Xbox has to offer. Yeah, no, we it'll haven't. be interesting to see. Um, and and you know, I was like Eric, very excited for the PlayStation announcement. And when it all came through, I was like, "Yeah, like this is awesome. I can't, I can't wait for the new PlayStation." Um, but like the more, the more criticism and stuff I heard about it, the more I was kind of brought back down to earth and kind of realized all the things that Microsoft can do to have a superior press conference. Um, and it, it's it's really exciting to see what they're going to come back at with. And uh, the rumor is they're going to have something in April. Yeah. Doesn't it make you nervous though that they haven't showed anything to the game developers? No, 
a little bit. It? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I it's... it just I don't know. Something just feels like Maybe PlayStation was really ready for this, and maybe Microsoft wasn't, and they're just kind of doing it I because think, PlayStation I was think, ready for I it. I think PlayStation started planning for their next console long before Microsoft did. I think Microsoft's probably a little bit later in coming to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think they'll they'll make up their ground. Um, I'm almost positive. Um, and, and how do you but, think they will do that? Well, I... I mean, like the innovation thing. The whole the whole tie-in with with Windows is is a great idea. I think um, Windows eight, Windows eight, yeah. Universal on all their all their devices. All their that, all their devices. I, I, I think, agree with you on that. That is, I think that's that a great is the thing. smartest move Microsoft could have ever made. Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless, yeah. I'm I'm just excited for this time. Yeah. As oh, a yeah. gamer. No, it's it's definitely exciting. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I guess I just care a little bit less about what Microsoft is going to show me because unless it's awful, I'm still going to get it. Right. You know yeah. I mean? So I'm yeah. already decided, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're just more going off of the fact that PlayStation excited you so much that yeah. you're going to buy it right. no matter what. Absolutely. I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh but moving on to Idaho Jakes, he says I also think um Game developers need to drop the price of on-demand games by ten to fifteen dollars instead of having the same price as a physical copy, um, and I couldn't agree more with that. I've I've actually said that, and I was anti-Steam at first, but once I realized how cheaply you can get a lot of games on Steam, um, that kind of alleviated any problems because Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider, you know, it's sixty dollars on on Xbox and PlayStation, and uh, plus tax around here which comes to about $65 um everywhere on uh, like for 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 PC um for digital copies you could get uh Tomb Raider for $45 so that's like $20 savings right there and i said i've said for the longest time that is you know i don't mind downloading games as long as they're uh considerably cheaper than the actual physical copy i'm fine with uh not having a physical copy as long as it's it's cheaper than the the actual hard copy they should not, not be the same happen. what's that it's not going to happen. Well, I I don't mean for the PlayStation Four and and uh, the new Xbox, but for you know PC, a PC downloadable game, uh, most of them are at least ten dollars cheaper, sometimes mm-hmm. fifteen or twenty. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah, like uh, for releases that have been out for a while, there's always better deals on the PC. But new releases? No, I'm talking Tomb Raider. And when I got XCOM, it was ten dollars. It was fifty dollars instead of sixty. 60 yeah. Two dollars or ten. I'm sorry, ten dollars cheaper on PC, right? Yeah, yeah. Most okay. of the games. Are that's like what that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, most most games are usually around ten dollars cheaper. I think Bioshock Infinite is still sixty as a download. Yeah, games like Call of Duty and Bioshock and well, Call of Duty's Borderlands no were all sixty, but yeah. like XCOM the thing wasn't. Is, though, is for the consoles that won't happen. No, no, definitely not. And not, and not even for on demand have... games. The, the hard version, at release, the hard version of a, uh, for this generation, the newest generation coming out, the hard copy will be the same price as the digital version. Yeah, I, that doesn't rare. surprise me. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be, but that is that is what's going to happen, because yeah. otherwise they will bastardize uh, the hard copy sales, which... Like which it or not, you know... Pushes, pushes, is going to push publish, uh, publishers out of the business i think don't you which publishers publishers ea like they're not going to be necessary as much anymore i mean it's the the thing is is that it's in sony's and microsoft's best interest to keep uh retail stores that sell their products around because that's how they sell their hardware 
Right. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it, the digital versions of games is going to push. And I actually want to talk about this during um, my roundtable. I guess we can talk about it now. Um, is that I think with, with all the downloadable stuff, I think that makes publishers less and less necessary, don't you? Because publishers are necessar- uh, necessary for manufacturing and marketing and all that stuff. Um, but obviously if there's no physical product, there's no manufacturing involved. Um, marketing, I think, especially in gaming, only helps to a certain extent. I think a lot of cases... Um, uh, the games sell themselves based on the public, the the developer's reputation. Um, I, I would agree to an extent, but with the new systems coming out, I'd hope that, like you guys have talked about, there's going to be some some IPs, new IPs. Those I don't think necessarily would be able to sell themselves as well as like I mean, you know, there's a new Call of Duty coming out. You don't need to market that. Right. People are going to buy it. Right. But like, you know, if there's a new game coming, like deep down, what's yeah, deep down, for instance. Nobody knows shit about that. You know right. what I mean? You, you got to market that. But do you think? Do you think it's like marketing in the traditional sense, or do you think like like marketing like like what we do, or our Kotaku or IGN reporting on the game and its yeah. development is is going to do more for marketing it than actually it, no. spending spending physical dollars for TV ads? Yeah, I mean, I don't know because I mean a lot of people watch TV, but where do you put an ad like that in TV these days? Right, yeah. only for the really big games that right. people probably have already heard of. Right, like where name a TV show that you're watching that you would you would put an ad for a game like Deep Down or Drive Club in? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't even remember. So, so, so that makes it not as necessary. I don't think. What? Go ahead, Corey. They're not making these ads for people that. Um, they make these ads for people that to expose as many people as possible to these games. So when they walk into the GameStop, they see like, oh, this is that game that I saw the ad for. That looked awesome. I'm going to buy it. They're not making these ads for people like us. Right. Well, no, no, no. But, but still, even still, tell tell me a show you would put an ad for Deep Down in. I would put it in any. I would put an ad for not for Deep Down because I don't feel like that's a mass marketable game. But I would put right. An ad but for, the, the for ones that are that it is on any prime time TV station. So what's a game that's mass marketable that needs needs to be marketed on TV? Give me an example. It it, it, it I mean I'm not going to say Call of Duty because I think you're right. Like people are going to buy Call of Duty because they know what it is. Right. But I feel like the next shooter that blank develops, if they put it on a you know, episode of I don't even know. I don't have. I don't. I don't ever watch TV, so I don't know. But if they put it out there, it's it's just the idea of getting getting the title in people's heads. So when they go to the retail store, they know like, oh, this is the game that you know that I saw on the the TV ad that looks like this game that other people like. So yeah, I I just I think I'm kind of with Dan on this one. I just don't think it would make sense business wise. For for I'm I'm talking like developers and not even necessarily indie developers, but maybe like mid-sized developers making their games and putting them uh, directly cause, because you can keep your operating costs a lot lower by not having to manufacture a physical product. Right. Um. So so putting them directly on a downloadable service like Steam, like uh, Xbox Live Arcade or uh, PSN yes, Network, uh, there's a lot less work involved, and even they market it to a point, so they sell games. You know, there's ads on the dashboard and uh, on Xbox Live, which I, I look at regularly. Right, and and they they probably put those up without much cost to the developer slash publisher because they want to sell games just as much as the yeah. as the developers and publishers. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, 
But I, I mean, Corey, like don't, you don't think that that's going to make make uh, studios maybe not necessarily go um, spend a lot of money to get to attract publishers or tr- even bother trying to attract publishers. Do you think companies like EA? You're saying development studios won't need to attract they, publishers they, they because won't. of the digital. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Yeah, because, I, of, because of the way digital is taking off, you're saying developers don't need to attract publishers. They don't need publishers as much as they used to in the past. No, I would agree 100. percent Okay, that 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 that, 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 that was all my point. Publishers are dying. Right. That's that's why EA's you know in money trouble. Square Enix, I'm pretty sure, is in money trouble. Um. That's just not necessary. It's, it's the whole middleman thing. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they used to make money off of manufacturing game cartridges and putting them in boxes. And, um, you know, and back in, back in the dark ages when you had to get a mag, you know, you had to get a magazine to know what the latest games Nintendo were. Power. Exactly. You know, they had to buy ad space in those. But I feel like the Internet is is a lot cheaper of a place to market. And even, like I said, the Xbox Live dashboard sure. um, has ads. I'm sure the new PlayStation Network will have some sort of ads on there for, for the games that they want to sell. I mean... It's all it takes. If we're talking marketing, it's just a clever campaign of some sort. It doesn't have to be traditional on TV commercials, like whatever, that, like that, like that, Mass Effect commercials on on what on, during football games. Like I, didn't, I mean, really didn't think well that was necessary. Good. I feel like I don't know. I don't know if more people bought that game because of those advertisements or not. I, I just don't know. But I feel like, you know, uh, we talked about last week uh, that game Anodyne that I played. Mm-hmm. They came to the Pirate Bay and they're right. like, listen, we're not selling as many copies as we need to. Uh, we need we need a shot in the arm. Can we – I don't know what they paid the Pirate Bay to be able to be on their homepage, but they did. And, you know, the Pirate Bay promoted them as saying, like, hey, you know, we're developers. Uh we loved our game that we made. We want to get it in. We want to get it in as many hands as possible. So they did, and that was just clever marketing. And you know, after that, it, it took off and it went on the Steam, Steam Greenlight and got greenlit, and now it's a Steam game. Uh, that's that's all well and good for them. Likewise, somebody can go to Reddit and with a properly properly posted, I don't want to call it an ad, but a proper post on Reddit can have the same kind of result. Uh, I mean, you're right. And in this internet age, smaller games can be super successful if they are marketed cleverly Mm -hmm. um, without a publisher through the internet. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there are AAA games that also benefit from the mass, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? So, so, I mean... Capability of, of, of... you know, TV ads or whatever. Yeah. So really, really like to sum up my point, basically what I want to say was I think that, um, you know, maybe smaller developers that would be gobbled up by a larger publisher are going to be like, no, we can make a lot more money and not have to bow to your demands if we just put our game on Steam, uh, go directly to Xbox Live without the need for a publisher kind of telling them the way to make their game or way to make their game profitable by putting microtransactions in it, you know? Yeah, definitely. But in those cases, the game kind of needs to speak for itself. Right, exactly. Um, you have to have a good the, product to stand by. Yeah. In the, in the past, it was, um, well, look at how much we're selling. Like, why wouldn't you help us with right, this? But, right. you know, nowadays, you, you kind of need your game to speak for itself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. We should probably finish feedback. Because we're, we're over two hours already. <laughs> we're, about, we're, we're not even quite through feedback yet. Uh, moving on. 
this is from Ryan in Iowa who says, What's up, fellas? I will keep it short this time. I just want to say the past two episodes were great and seem full of extra hilarity. I really want to encourage Dan and Corey to keep adding fuel to the fire. That is uh, Will's pursuit. Oh, Dan and Corey to keep adding fuel to the fire, that is. Uh, Will's pursuit of getting Eric to drop the slutty, time-consuming uh, bitch that is FIFA <laughs> out of Eric's life. I know Corey didn't get a chance to uh, weigh in on the intervention that Will put on, and I was wondering if he had any had a hilarious opinion about it and how uh, FIFA is corrupting Eric's video game he, life. He's going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that after I finish this. But uh, Also, I'll be taking on the recommendation of playing XCOM, as discussed on the last episode, that seemed like a strong recommendation from all of you. It didn't really seem like my type of game from the initial reviews on Game Informer and similar websites, but Corey's review of it has really been really helpful or was really helpful and convincing, and I plan to do that within a few months. Finally, Will and Eric talked about doing more Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, and I love that idea. My roommate and I do that all the time. I'll be more than willing to play with them, especially with the new and final DLC drop today, February 26th. But so far, is really awesome and adds a lot to an already big, expansive multiplayer world. I Finally, I finished my four in February games by completing Max Payne 3. Nice work. Round of applause. Yeah, hold my tablet so I can't clap. Um... It was a pretty good shooter from Rockstar, which is saying something. Glad I got through my goal and did it faster than I expected and even completed a second go-around uh, of the cave with three different characters in my initial playthrough. Well, thanks for the suggestion of doing that monthly challenge, and thanks again for the time and free podcast, as always, Ryan in Iowa. So, uh, Corey's take on the intervention for Eric's FIFA. Go. I think Eric should play as much FIFA as he likes. <laughs> Do you want to tell tell them why or we uh so we as the thumbstick athletes uh copyright see, copyright yeah uh, whatever um <laughs> we decided we're gonna we're we're gonna make a push to become more popular is that the right we're phrase? we're trying to fill well, out all of yeah. our our different content areas we're trying to put more stuff on the website. We want to try to get We're trying to YouTube. figure out how to make money, to be honest. Well, you. yeah, we want to get traffic to the site and, and you know, be, we, be we, marketable, I suppose. We would like uh, to make more money to fund buying more games because really right now we're limited to games that we all really want to buy. And we, we, we miss out on a few titles um, that we could potentially be reviewing that we don't get to play till much later when they're in the bargain bin, so... Yeah, I mean, the, the goal is for all of us to be able to quit our day jobs and just play games and talk about them all day. My right? God, that would, ugh, don't even say that, Corey. <laughs> that's the goal. Such that's a boner right to, now. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say is, you know, we put the time in, that's what we'll get. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we had, you know, Dan's going to start doing a weekly, you know, maybe game preview. Game preview. Uh, I'm going to try and put out an editorial on the website once a week. Uh, you may notice the small ad we have in the corner um, to try and monetize some of that. Uh, and at the same time, you know, we want to work with Eric and Will to figure out what they want to do. So, I mean, our idea, or my, I guess it was my idea um, for Eric, would be to do a FIFA journal. Of my, my FIFA experiences throughout the week. Mm-hmm. People love FIFA. Let's be it, honest. Absolutely. It's the most popular sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people people love FIFA. Um, Football. And Eric is Eric is a good writer and has a very 
uh, charismatic personality, and I think he's just lazy. <laughs> We're all lazy. We all suffer from that problem. Yeah, yeah. I think if uh, you know if if Eric has this creative outlet that is very appealing to him, he's more likely to contribute to it. And uh, yeah, so Eric has a FIFA journal now that he's going to do. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, I think it's a really good idea, and I look forward to seeing um, Eric's weekly or maybe twice weekly or however often he feels like doing it mm-hmm. post on his FIFA adventures. Agreed. Yeah, and you, you'll all get to know Bill and Jeff a little bit more yeah. through my live journal. <laughs> and a couple other buddies along the way, so yeah. that'll be fun. We're still trying to figure out what to do with Will, though. Um, if anybody any has suggestions, any suggestions, yeah, listener's choice for Will's weekly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, feel free to chime in on on the live stream if you're listening, or, or uh, you know, Facebook or Twitter. They, uh, Bane Hammond and M eighty seven. They just keep saying that they would donate if there was a way to do so. Oh, we have to do that. I, I've been meaning to set that up. More than three of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey, you miscounted two of them. Oh, yeah. you miscounted. <laughs> Appre- appreciated, definitely. Oh, absolutely appreciated. Um, We're not discounting that we'll, at all. We'll get that up before too long. I've, I don't know. I, I keep meaning to do it, and then as soon as we're done, I forget about everything we talked about this episode. It's the execution it's, we talk about. It's weird how that happens. The lack of execution. Because <laughs> well, well, dad, dad's always like, "So I listen to your podcast. I liked it." And I'm like, oh, "What do we talk about?" Well, I mean, Damn that's it. that's my life in a nutshell. Dude. Yeah. I don't remember shit. Yeah. Uh, well, and especially, like, I don't remember any, like, as soon as we're done and I upload the episode, it's, like, almost all on my head. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll ask him for specific examples. And once he once he tells me, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember now. But mm-hmm. I, like, trying to piece it back together, I you know, I we say so much that right, right, right. it means means nothing. And most of it we make up. Rule, yeah, yeah. We, 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 I've never even played any of those games. We fly, fly by the seat of our pants. I just happen to be a really good bullshitter. This is shot number eight, by the way. Not not <laughs> for me right now. Bane Hammond said, come on, Dan. <laughs> we got three more to go. Oh, man. All right, let's get into roundtable. Um, we're a little bit behind here, but that's okay. This will just be a long episode. Dan, let me let me sneak in for the, for the first one. Absolutely. Because this is uh, PlayStation v. Microsoft related. Okay, my, no. all my stuff is kind of related to that too. So <laughs> Will says no, no. but I'm going to do it. Great. Um, this is from IGN. I tweeted this earlier in the week, so if you want to read the article yourself, um, feel free. It's on our Twitter. It's entitled Microsoft's Lessons from the PlayStation 4 Reveal. Um, and I'll just read you the, the bullet points for each thing, and we can kind of discuss them a little bit and see what our thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is be upfront with the technical specifications. Yeah. The guy that wrote this article, I kind of briefly looked it over, he seems to think that PlayStation was a little more specific than we thought they were. They were very vague to Right. Me. Yeah, he seems to think they were a little more specific, but... Maybe they came out with something afterwards? No, he's talking about the straight-up reveal that we watched. Okay. Meh. As as someone who kind of knows like PC yeah. hardware, I didn't feel like they they gave very much. As to somebody me. that doesn't know, I didn't feel like they gave very much to me either. Right, right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, I how specific does Microsoft need to be? It probably doesn't matter that much. I think they're going to be no. a lot more similar than everyone thinks. Sure. Um, they're both going to be very PC similar. They're both probably going to bo- have all AMD parts. The well, also. I mean, 
sometimes in in business or whatever, it's just smarter to play it closer to the vest and closer to what your competition does. And, yeah. and if you think you have something that might put you over the over the edge, you hit keep, that you, a little harder. But yeah. if if your specs are you know similar, and they probably will be, yep. just do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so yeah, I think you're you're probably right, Dan. Um, focus on the next Xbox as a game machine. And let me just read you what he said. Um, the PlayStation 4 has a Kinect-like camera sensor. Oh, you forgot already? That's because Sony mentioned it precisely once near the beginning of their conference, which is something I pointed out. Mm-hmm. I was glad they didn't focus on the movement shit yeah. that I'm afraid Xbox is going to because they're probably going to include a Kinect with it. Yeah. You know, and he says they need to focus on it as a gaming machine more than... Whatever, a casual yeah. exercise right. aid. Yeah, exactly. If I have a fear for Xbox, it's that they're going to cater more towards the movement, casual movement gaming. Okay. Um, even though I think the Connect was a, I think it was a relative disaster. I mean, I know they moved a lot of units, <laughs> but was. really, does anyone use it that much that we're aware of for gaming? Like, I don't know, people maybe use it to exercise or whatever. But how many, how many of those people are out there? Right. Um, Doing know. it like religiously, right? There's none, right? Um, <laughs> bring the first party thunder, which I know is something that I mean we've all touched on. Yeah, um, I think you guys are probably a little bit bigger on that than I am because I mean I could play a new Halo all day, right? You know what I mean, but <laughs> right. I, you know it doesn't hurt to see like what else Drive you got? Club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, games like that. I'm yeah, I'm excited to see what they can bring. Yeah, um, it's all about the games. He mentions there's an Alan Wake two. Rumored. I don't know as if I would play it. I, I probably would just because I'd be caught up in the excitement of the If new it was games. a launch title. Sure. Um, I'd be on that. Yeah. Next one is Flex the Third Party Muscle 2. And he mentions PlayStation bringing on Blizzard and uh, Bungie. Blizzard. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I the, the guy that Diablo, wrote this article, he's losing a little credibility here right. with, with the thumbstick <laughs> athletes, I feel like. Um, keep Xbox Live alive. I mean, that's pretty obvious. They have to do that. It's one of the the huge strengths of the Xbox system. Yeah, was the the social, the life, yeah. just the the ease yeah. of setting up a party and playing games with your friends. I mean, that's my favorite thing that Xbox does. Really, I think if they wanted to win the the social thing, is mm-hmm. is have a what the hell was that? Was that upstairs? Yeah. Oh, is have a like a ad supported free live like you know you'll have to maybe when you boot up your Xbox watch a twenty second ad and have like ads filtered out throughout the thing and not have to pay for it because I think a lot of people would go for that. Oh, yeah. I think they um, would too. Okay. And then if you want to pay whatever whatever seven dollars a month eight bucks or a month, yeah. like forty or fifty dollars a year you could do that too and not see any ads. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a winning combination there yeah and he just kind of he talks about the upgrades that sony has made to their their new playstation and mm-hmm. you know he says that microsoft had better have an answer yeah absolutely they have they have to they've definitely got to bring it i so. think oh fuck yeah they do um backwards compatibility i don't think is a huge issue because i think most people have come to terms with the fact that there won't be any yeah, I think so too. I, like, once you get a new system, are you really going to want to go back and play 
older games. Like, I don't know. I think I a lot of gamers would. I can't see myself wanting to play, like, but, I mean, I always like to play, like, newer stuff. Yeah. Usually, and then older stuff I'll play on PC. Okay. It's um, coming from the yeah. guy that said earlier in the episode. What? How much you wanted to play Chrono Trigger. Yeah, exactly. I like to play older et games. Etc. Etc. I like older games. That's me. Well, that's what I'm playing on my mobile device. That's that's a little different. That's not really uh Yeah, it's gaming, I guess, but in a in a different sense. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like once I get my new system, I pro- I probably won't want to play. I would for, for a while. Yeah, least. I wouldn't want to play any 360 games. You know, that's not why you bought the new system to play hmm. 360 games. Yeah. Um, and I even think on my Xbox 360, when I upgraded from my original Xbox, there might have been one or two games that I played from Xbox on my Xbox 360 with the backwards compatibility. But um, if it's available on PC, like, who gives a crap? Because mm-hmm. um, you could just play it on PC. So. And then just a couple of comments that people made while we were talking about that. Um, Bane Hammond asked if any of us saw the Kotaku video for Skyrim and Connect. No. I didn't either. I'll have to look into that. Nope. Um, and M. Nels said, great exclusives will sell consoles. I had a PS3 first, but I bought my 360 simply for Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I, you know, after playing Heavy Rain, I can't argue that because, Jesus, console, everybody yes. should play that game. Yeah, uh, d- I definitely agree that because especially this generation, I really don't think it's going to be that different. Mm-hmm from from each other as, as you know from from a hardware standpoint mm-hmm. so it really i think the, the, ga- the type of games that you want to play are sure. going to be the selling point yeah and i honestly i don't feel like the type of games that you're going to be able to play on one console are going to be that different from the other no nope, other than just... other than two or three titles that are exclusives mm-hmm. yeah the exclusives um going back to specs uh i mean i think dan you said it, it i don't think it really matters because they're not going to be that different um and unless uh, specs are really different for the Xbox than they are from the PlayStation, there's no reason for them to get into an in-depth th- discussion exactly. of the specs. I still want to see them, being a, a, a hardware person. Um, I still do want to see the specs, even though I know for a fact that it's not really going to mean anything. Still want yeah, to see I them. Yeah, I mean, will it influence your decision at all? Probably not. Probably not. Won't won't influence mine the same I think it comes down to services. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No, for me, it's games. I'm not even that big into the services. It's games. Yeah. I, it's kind of a mix of both for me. Uh-huh. I feel like there will be games that I'm going to want to play regardless, and I I kind of like all the extra little nibble nit, tidbits, tidbits. that were you know. Yes, and and again, it, it doesn't it doesn't come down to what we want. It comes down to that what person the... that doesn't really know, right? Like, That's not well versed in the industry. To get the yeah. Xbox over the PlayStation, sure. You know? I don't know. I, I agree. It's just an exciting time, really. It's very exciting. It it's is fantastic. very exciting. All right, we're in it. We're, you guys. Well, and you know what? I I told these guys. I think I said it to Will, or, or I don't know, one of them. Uh, before we we did the PS4 announcement episode, I said I was I said this is probably the most excited I've ever been to do an episode because I was like we're we're living history right here mm-hmm. we're we're a part of it. It was literally like half an hour after the announcement started that was. we started the episode. It got done and I was in my car and headed up up here to do the the episode. Yep, which is a very short drive yeah, too. Three minute drive, which is nice. So yeah, 
it's it's pretty sweet. Okay, moving on. Um, I guess I'll go next with my my roundtable. We kind of talked about phasing out publishers earlier. That was uh, one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm actually glad everyone's here to talk about this with me because it's going to be fun. Um, I'm kind of thinking now that I might wait on buying a next generation system at least for a while. Um, maybe maybe like six months or so until things start. <laughs> What? What? Corey, uh, from you? Board. Corey, get him. Of all get people? Of all, of all of people. All people. Corey here. flips me off. Um, but, I mean, you know my thoughts on it. <laughs> but anyway, I knew you wouldn't like it, um, which is uh, – I'm glad you're here. Um, I might wait and see, like, what kind of games are coming out for each system before I buy because I – You definitely want to get one. I definitely want to get one, but probably not right away. Um, and uh, – you know, I'm I'm really happy with the with the way things are going for PC gaming right now, especially with the low cost of games. Um, all the ga- like the THQ Humble Bundle was eight bucks, and I bought you know Saints Row the Third on that, which was is you know one of my top five favorite games of all time. Um, and you only gave him a dollar. <laughs> no, I gave him. I think I gave him ten. I think I gave wow. him ten. Um, just because I got <laughs> I got so many good games, <laughs> I still wanted to get a deal. You're the one that gives them a dollar. Yeah, you're the one that does that. I've, I've never here. given only a dollar. This if, this might be my favorite episode of Corey ever. I've Corey's ne- really bringing it tonight. I like it. It was a uh, it was a penny, wasn't it? I love that. Uh, if that, I don't know. that's the best part. I think so, I think I probably tried to enter point zero 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 five. <laughs> Can I give half, them like a thousandth of a penny? Half a cent. <laughs> So anyway, uh, moving on. Like what I'm what I'm actually thinking about doing is embracing this the the Steam Box thing, and using my PC that I have right now as a, as a Steam Box, and you know plugging it into into the television, um, and using it full time as a Steam Box. There's a lot of different ways that that you can um, boot right into Steam or control your PC with a, with a phone or or you know tablet, um, so you don't have to have a keyboard and mouse unless I was to play like a Guild Wars two. Um, I'm just thinking at this point about doing that. I'm not really sure how how it's going to go. I think it depends on a lot on the Xbox 360, uh, the next Xbox announcement, because that would be the system I would get if I did get a new system. But really, if they drop the ball and focus on the on the movement gaming and casual gaming, I'm not going to want to buy one of those. You know, even though I know that there will be the core games for it. You know, if if I can get that stuff on PC, which I already have, and don't have to buy a new system for, I you know I probably will end up going that route. Um, I'm also thinking about you know using my current PC for a, a Steam Box, but then eventually like building myself a a, a better gaming PC um, than I already have. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. What, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously, I'd love for you to just get get, get a, a console. System, but, yeah. uh, I'm not saying no. I'm just no, saying yeah. I, 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 it's 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 it's. I've been tossing that around in my head. The, I mean, the, that being said, though, I mean, what games did we honestly play with each other on Xbox? Like Halo. Halo for really, yeah. two weeks, right. three weeks. So a I little mean, bit of Mass Effect Three. I'm not a social gamer. No, I you're like not. to play games by myself. I just like the thought yeah, of beater. you. Ha- Dan, I just social <laughs> for whatever the reason is i just like the thought of you having the same console i yeah, have yeah i i don't know why i just do just in case yeah i just in case well, we want to play halo we're probably going to want to play destiny destiny yes yeah. i mean for sure uh, uh 
No. Okay, there's Corey chiming in. Again. Sorry. And I know, Corey, your initial thought with building your PC was that you weren't going to get a next-generation console because you have a PC that can play play games, right? I mean, that, that you spent a lot of money on. That, you, that Like, as I said, I talked about earlier, saving a lot of money on buying games. You know, when you buy the digital download for a lot of games, they're quite a bit cheaper than, than, yeah. than a console uh, game. The impetus... Is that a word? Impetus? Impotent? Yes, it is. Sure. <laughs> I'm impotent playing games. <laughs> okay. No, the, the impetus behind me building a PC was um, Dan, you had one. Will had one. Dan, you were playing Guild Wars 2. Sounded yeah. awesome to me. Uh, I was on Twitch TV watching like people play Guild Wars and stuff, and I was like, I need to get back into that world. Because, you know, I used to play like EverQuest back in the day on a yeah. PC and that kind of stuff. It's like, I just, I kind of need to get back into that that PC world. And a lot of it had to do with Reddit, like going to the Reddit gaming feed. Like it was all these people doing this crazy stuff with PC games. And I'm like, oh man, I, I miss that. So that, yeah. that, I mean, that was really the driving force behind me getting a PC. And and part of part of my justification for doing it was being like, all right, if I build a good PC now, like the consoles are at the end of their life. Uh, yeah, I'll get a, I've got a few more years out of the PC and, and we'll see what happens. I kind of anticipated the consoles coming out next year mm-hmm. um, when I built the PC. That's not the case. And I'm happy that it's not the case because I think, you know. Now's a good time. Gaming, yeah, now's a good time. Gaming is a shot in the arm. I think it should have happened last year, to be honest with you. I think the new console should have come out. You think so? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not up to me, obviously, but um, where am I going with this? What are we talking about? I'm a little drunk. Well, why you got a PC? Yeah, no, no, that, 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 I mean, that was why I got the PC, and, you know, I kind of justified it by saying it's going to be a couple more years until the consoles come out. They're coming out in 2013, that's fine. Um, I've, but like I said, like, I've seen enough from the Sony press conference to say, like, I'll be there day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It remains to be seen what, what Xbox says, but I just, I, I honestly, and I mean, Dan, I know you don't really care about it, but I feel like the social features are the biggest thing. As soon as people start posting on Facebook and on Twitter, like, hey, I'm playing this game, jump in and watch me, uh, we'll chat, and like, hey, I'm playing this game, jump in, uh, you know, I take a lot of bathroom breaks, you can jump in and play for me while, you know, while I gotta go to the bathroom. The possibilities know, are endless there. See, I, It I, really is endless. I wouldn't want someone to play my game for me. And that's fine, Dan. Like, I, I know how you are. You're a beater. Um, <laughs> what? As a phrase borrowed from, Did you say uh, what? Sword. A beater? Sword, oh, something beater. or other. Sword oh. art online. A what? That's a sword art online phrase. They call him a beater because he's a, a solo player. Okay. like a beta tester. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, Even on MMORPGs, I solo a lot. A lot more yeah, than I should, probably. You're not... You're not, you're not in the uh, majority in that. You're in the minority. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, Eric, agree or disagree. Like as soon as people start posting all that shit on Facebook, like I, I honestly feel like it'll take off. Oh God, Corey, the idea of the the drive club thing and like setting up just like a just a showdown against another club, you know, to go up in ranks or something. Gives me such a boner. Like, I mean, <laughs> and just having people just come and watch our race, you know what I mean? I mean, that just sounds so awesome to me. And I want that to ha- People have to buy into it, though. Like, 
people just have to want to see things like that. And I want to see that. Like, if I heard that two of the top drive clubs are going to go head-to-head on such-and-such such a date, and, like, they put it out there, and they want people to come watch, like it's, like it's a fucking live NASCAR race, I want that to happen. And, you know, I mean, yeah, like, I get it, like, you know, the top so-and-so, but even if I'm on Facebook and I see, like, two of my Facebook friends are like, yeah. we're going to have this race against each other because... Or, or like, a Tekken better. or a Mortal Kombat, like, we're going to fight each other, like... Just because we want to see who's better at it. Yeah. And then, and then, like they said about, like, viewers being able to participate in, in some kind of unique way in the game that you're playing. If I see, like, two of my buddies on Facebook are playing a game and I can against each other and I can participate in some way. Like, you want your one buddy to win, so you drop him a health <laughs> potion? Yeah, why would I do you, that? And then you lost your other buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you screwed over a lifetime of friendship? <laughs> I for mean, one goddamn health potion. But think about it. Like, that's something you'll never forget that you did, and you, you'll laugh about it for the rest of your life. Yeah. See, I'm my in. the, the only thing it. the only thing that, that would interest me in is, is, is if it was a game that I actually played. Uh-huh. Um, if it was in Guild Wars and, you know, um, I was going to see that uh, Will's character and Corey's character were going to have a one-on-one duel, obviously I would want right. to watch that. But if it – like, I probably would watch just because I know them so well. But, you know, if it was too – because I, I don't really have a Facebook per se. I mean, right. I kind of have a fake Facebook. But if it was two of my friends on Twitter, I'd be like, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, if I'm just dicking around on the internet and I see that, like, I'll yeah, check it out. You yeah. know what I mean? I, would, I, I got, no, yeah, I got nothing, nothing better going on. Okay. I don't know, man. It, just that whole idea excites me. But you got to get people to buy into it. Right. Because if people are just like, oh, you know, when it first comes out, they're like, yes, I'm going to start checking this stuff out. But it just kind of fades away. Then what is what good is the share button at that point? Right. If people don't and buy into it and use it. The, the way you get people to buy into it is through accessibility. If yeah. it is as easy as they say it is, is, if it is as easy as, Eric, you have a highlight goal in FIFA and you all you need to do is press that share button. You can go back a few minutes or, you know, whatever you want and just tag a certain like mm-hmm. video. If it's that easy and then you can put like post on Facebook, post on Twitter, post on whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Ustream, whatever. If it's that easy, I think people will buy into I t- it. I totally agree, which is exactly what my friend – it was Sebastian. He was mm-hmm. on our Catching Up with the PS3 episode. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about the PS4 announcement today, and that's exactly what he said. He said that's the reason people don't do stuff like that now is because it's just not... It's a pain in the it, balls. Yeah, it doesn't click. You don't think, oh, I'm going to put a video up and, and I know how. Uh-huh. You think, well, it's yeah. a whole fucking process. I'm not going to bother with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you can click that share button, and here is my 30-second clip of me building up to the sick 90th minute winner in FIFA, I'm going to do that yeah. every time it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just and, and that leads you to to new new followers on Twitter that are into soccer. I mean, it's just is endless. It makes it, me want to really get another Facebook be, because of that. You know what I mean? Just for that? Yeah. Okay. And but, I mean, we're obviously we're giving Sony a lot of credit right here, but uh, you know, you never know. Maybe Microsoft will come out and say we have the same shit. And you know, know what? We'll give them the same credit. Give them the same credit because Absolutely. it's deserved. In this day and age, with with the way social media is, like, why wouldn't you implement those kind of oh. tools? For You'd be your, so stupid not consumers? to. Mm-hmm. What a mistake! 
So yeah, that being said, with me thinking about adopting the idea of 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 a steam box, um, I found myself getting pissed off when I find out that a game doesn't have handheld controls. I definitely much prefer the controller gaming. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I understand with with a game like Guild Wars Two that that you need to play on the keyboard and mouse. Although there is um, there is ways to play Guild Wars Two with a controller, and I'll probably try and figure that out eventually, but. It's just I like just being able to kick back with a controller in my hands and play a game, and, and knowing I, it's going to just work, and know it's going to work. And but but the thing with the 360 controller is a lot of uh, PC developers have kind of embraced that as the default um, controller for for PC the, gaming, the favorite controller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so a lot of them have like like uh, I'll take the Saints Row two as compared to Saints Row the third. Saints Row 2 was not designed with the 360 controller in mind, so it's not easy to play with a controller, whereas Saints Row the Third has all the buttons and stuff. It, like, if it detects that a controller is plugged in, it'll, it'll tell you during the tutorial that this is the button you press to do this, this is the button you press to do that, with the, the 360 controller in mind. So that's a nice thing. It's kind of kind of like a standard for, for PC gaming mm-hmm. controllers. So um, that's also a good thing. I think that's going to hopefully continue, because that's the controller I have, so... <clears throat> I'm just I'm so excited about all of this. I'm excited too, and like I said, um, really like the only way I think I will not end up getting a console is if Microsoft really drops the ball and really focuses on the um, the casual gaming and the movement tell you, gaming. Dan, I just have a feeling that might happen. I really, I do, I do too, and that's why I'm looking into yeah. not being at least initially a part of the next yeah. gaming get gaming generation. I hate to see it, but god, I just feel like it's going to happen. I do too. I, I okay. Um I I don't feel like Microsoft is stupid enough to tailor their press conference towards Connect. Whether that is their focus or not, their press conference will not focus on that. Yeah. It, it, just, it better that's not. Stupid. Yeah, that, that is the dumbest thing. Because and I the, feel like everybody knows that. The only people that are going to be paying attention are the people that play video games a lot. True. True. You know, so you're not going to want to show off all these shitty motion control games <laughs> that that your you know your people that pay any attention to games aren't going to even give the time of day. Although, you know? if it's yeah, just a huge Luma Room demo, I'll be pretty stoked. <laughs> Luma Room does sound awesome. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's, and, and Dan, just going off what you just said, it, it was funny. Like a couple days after the PlayStation announcement, we had a listener post on our Facebook, like, "Hey, just thought you guys might want to know about this." It was like the PlayStation announcement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. was your cousin. Yeah. It was a listener. It was a listener. <laughs> a fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was cute. That was cute. It was cute. I I giggled. I got a snuck. I snickered. All right. Well, I didn't know what to say. I wanted to say something, but yeah. I was just like, I was I wondering, it? like, if anybody was going to say anything, or I just left it alone. We, we let it go. Yeah. We let it go. It was cute. It was cute. Let it ride. All right. Uh, but moving on, <laughs> we Corey. I don't know. You you wanted to talk about Xbox 720 rumors, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another uh, source came out and said that a um, uh, second report came out. It was this past week, yeah, that uh, claiming that the Xbox 720 will block used games and have always-on DRM. Um, there has been speculation that this might be a clever marketing ploy to kind of keep 
Microsoft in the conversation during all of this Sony stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, if it's not Dan, what being the the Microsoft voice? I'm not really the Microsoft voice. Meh. I've threatened to not buy a new console. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's the Microsoft voice either. No, if they did that, like, and and I'm not even against the always always needing to be online or the um, not because I don't play used games. I really don't. I've never. I, I can't tell you the last time I bought a used game. It's more about like like trying out a game from a friend or, or a relative or whatever. But I, you know, I I will I won't buy the console if that if that's the case. I don't think. Um, you I'm, I, buy, you're saying right now you will not buy an Xbox, the, a, a new Xbox, if they have always on DRM and block use games. I don't like the idea of always on DRM, um, especially with having internet troubles in the past. Um, they're always going to rear their ugly head when you least expect them to. So I don't want to have a game console that gets bricked because I can't, you know, because I'm ha- ha- because it's windy and my internet connection isn't working, you know. I, that's ridiculous. Um, I don't think the internet, our, our, our infrastructure is good enough in this country to, to warrant that, at least not in uh, Binghamton, New York. So you, are you saying Microsoft will not have always on DRM? No, I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying I will not buy their console if they do have always on DRM. I don't like DRM in general. I tend to support uh, non-DRM. I support Steam a little bit because... You know, a lot of their stuff is always on DRM, but their stuff is so cheap, like it's kind of a kind of a trade off. But if you're buying a four or five hundred dollar console and it has to be online all the time, I don't like that. I mean, Miguel couldn't play. Not one exactly, and you know that that go, the whole digital thing and streaming thing. Like people have bandwidth caps, people have shitty bandwidth. That's it, I don't think the infrastructure is good enough to be able to handle something like that. You know, yeah, I, I, I think I think, you know, pe- there's people that live in rural areas that only have dial up. They can't play online all the time. You know, that's bullshit. If they if they do that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to come out here and say right now that they will not have always on DRM. I can't see um, it because I think they would upset a lot of people. There's a lot of just, farms out there still. It doesn't make sense. Like, it, it, why? Why would you do that? There's not there is not a good enough reason to do that. Especially, and and I'll even say like, okay, maybe maybe they will have they will block use games. Maybe that's the case. That's fine. But I do not see them. It just doesn't make sense from a business standpoint or any standpoint for them to to uh, have always on DRM. It yeah. just it's silly to me. And the fact that that is so silly to me, and that rumor keeps coming up, leads me to believe that it is a a sort of marketing ploy. So they can come out on stage in their event and say, relax, we don't have always on DRM, we do not have, we were not going to block use games. And then everybody will be like, yay, Microsoft, we right, love you. Right, right, um, it's, For it, something that, you know, shouldn't be the case anyway. Right, it's either a marketing ploy or I think maybe they did want to do that with their console. And it's getting such negative backlash from people that they're like, we can't put that on our next console or it's not going to sell. Well, I, I mean, there was a lot of question about whether the, the new PlayStation will block used games. Um, and it wasn't answered in the press conference. It wasn't until afterwards during the interviews that somebody asked the question, like, are you going to block used games? And I forget who was answering, but, like, he was kind of hesitant and, like, looked at the, the PR person for 
a little bit of support and then said, no, you know, you'll be able to play used games on our console, which kind of kind of makes me think, like, why wouldn't they just say that during the press conference? If that was such a big thing, why wouldn't they just say that during the press conference? And it kind of leads me to believe that they're not going to block used games, but there's going to be some kind of uh, barrier to playing used games. You're going to have to play pay some kind of premium. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, kind of what they do with the systems now is you can't, like, play online. You can buy a used game or whatever, but you ha- like if you if you buy a used game that doesn't come with a like a registration code, you have yeah. to pay an extra what five or ten dollars yeah. to play it's online. Then they'll probably do the same thing. Which for me, in most cases, I don't care because I don't play most games online. Um, there's only a handful of games that I play online anyway. So and I, and then for me, that does I rarely buy used games. Right, so exactly. Whatever. You know, if you're buying a Call of Duty or Halo, you're buying it new and don't care that you can't. You know, play play used copy online because you buy it new. Yep. So maybe that's that's. I would guess that that's probably the route they're going to go now. Because I, I don't think too many people were upset about that sort of thing. I think people are understanding that you can't necessarily uh, always buy a used game and be able to play it online. I still feel. I, I, honestly, I still feel like none of this shit matters. The people that are dedicated enough to care have already chosen what console they're going to buy. And the people that haven't, it doesn't matter anyway because they're just going to buy whatever they fucking feel like buying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to be a, uh, a PC gaming elitist snob asshole <laughs> dick is what I'm probably going to end up being. God, I hate that. It's not even that. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like that everybody who's really hardcore about games has already made up their mind about what console they're going to buy. Yeah, I'm going to get an Xbox or nothing. Microsoft's. Right. Right. And everybody who's like doesn't really follow gaming but likes to game, they're just gonna pick up whatever without oh, any you. information because it's whatever, you know? I can't see that though. Like you mocking me, Eric? I don't know. I just can't see spending that much money on a product when you don't really know what it's about. I just Alright, so Yeah, Dan, but you know how people get I know at, how at exactly. holiday time. I know, it's crazy. I like to know what I'm spending and, my money on. It's crazy and, that people don't care. That that's the question these these man, these console manufacturers need to answer because it's not the that, not the hardcore because the hardcore have already made up their mind before any of this information became available. Yeah. It is it is grandma and mom and dad and grandpa who are going to the store and picking up. Well, Johnny loves games. I I got to get him something. Um, Little Stuart needs a new game system. It's like it's it's how do you convince them to buy one console over the other for their kids for whoever yeah i still can't see like how people could go into a store and drop three four hundred dollars on something that they really know nothing about they're that they're buying on on the fact that they think so and so might like it i just can't spend any time in GameStop. GameStop? do i no i don't i buy all my games online exactly like (laughs) I have walked. I have been in that store when these kind of purchases happen, and it is the stupidest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it's sad, but it happens. It is. It's. It is sad. There's something. Happens. The internet. The internet is where you can get. Uh, who doesn't Damn. really have the internet nowadays? But you know, in it's some the, form, it's the damnedest thing. It just brought a thought to my head. Like, okay. as lazy of a people as we may find ourselves, like. At least we'll take the time to look into something like that before and we, we, we spend money on we, it. I feel like we kind of know what's going on yeah. about a lot of things. 
Or but, are smart enough to look it up on the internet before right. we get involved. Right. If we feel like it's important enough, we're going to look into it. Right. Where a lot of people in this country are just like, hey, fuck it. Like, I'll just drop $400 uh, yeah, on I mean, a console that, that my son might like. Yeah, whatever. Johnny might like it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, it's just well, America, I mean, man. This is America. America. Let's, let's, let's ask the question right now. How do you convince Joe Schmo average gamer to pick up one console over the other with, without Joe Schmo average gamer following any of the coverage? You make it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that ties into like people not seeing the console. Do you think though? Do you think? I don't know. I think some people might be shallow enough to pick a console based on what it looks like. A lot of people are concerned with looks. Well, there's that. And I mean, you could see like, a, say a commercial for Killzone comes out. You know what I mean? The new Killzone, and it looks amazing. That might just put that seed in that person's head that like that's the first one I started. Like I have to get a PlayStation because I must play Killzone. Yeah. I got a alternative answer for you. Well, okay. let's hear it. Here we go. Backwards compatibility. Well, I mean, if you walk into a store uh, unsure of what you're going to buy and you see above the Xbox 720. All Xbox 360 games are compatible with this system. Okay, I see your. I see where you're going with this. I could definitely you know sell Johnny, some You know Johnny has an Xbox 360. It's like, well, Johnny loves games. I know he has an Xbox 360. His mother just told me I might as well pick it up for him. Buddy failed English. <laughs> uh, Nels 87 says bright colors and dubstep in commercials. <laughs> hey, back, hey, back right off. That's old Borderlands too. <laughs> That's old Borderlands too, definitely. He's back right <laughs> off. Eric loves his dubstep, uh, doesn't he? Okay. All right. Well, we should probably move on. Who makes well, you say that, Dan? Well, we're at two hours and forty-five minutes, and we haven't even gotten to what we played this it's week. Good conversation, I, though. It's no, great conversation. I agree. But I'm the host, and I've decided we are going to move on. <laughs> I mean, we we did talk a lot about what we played already. Yeah. That's true. I do have a couple games, though, that I haven't I talked too. about. Yeah, I, I do, too. I want to talk about real bad. All right, yeah. so the music you're going to be hearing during the break is by the band or- The Organs, and uh, the song is Carolina Sunshine. So we'll be right back with our What We Play This Week right after that. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 84 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, we are now in what we played this week's segment. So 
Um, I actually think I'm going to go first. I'll get the the games that I played this week, other than my four in February games out of the way. Um, I played Saints Row 2. Uh, as you know, I've been kind of playing that on and off, uh, intersected with uh, Super Meat Boy. But uh, after I beat Super Meat Boy, uh, this, is all, this all happened last Friday. I'm not sure what the number. Corey, you want to look up the, what number of the day was for last Friday? Sure, Dan. Because I'm not really sure. It was the a lot happened that day and the day after. Second. That's why I need to know. Sure, second. Okay, so after I beat the uh, Super Meat Boy, twenty second was the day I finished Super Meat Boy. Um, after that, I was kind of kind of searching for another game to play. So I, uh, not really searching, but I, I booted up Saints Row Two, um, which I ended up beating also on the twenty second. Yeah, thank you. Oh. Thank you. All right. I'm zoned out. I'm um, sorry. No, that's fine. It, it's late, and I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> I, I I played Saints Row 2 because I wanted to get some of the background story for, for Saints Row the Third, so I kind of learned some of the characters whatnot. Um, it's a moderate recommendation for me. Uh, it definitely lacks the polish of Saints Row the Third. There's some weird graphical things. Um voice acting wasn't nearly as good as Saints Row the Third, but I, I only paid $6 for it, so I really can't complain about it. Um, it was a above-average game. I, I don't know even necessarily... I don't even necessarily think I would call it a good game, but it was above-average game. If you're interested in the Saints Row series, if you played the first Saints Row or the third Saints Row without playing the second, definitely play the second. Um, I paid 6 bucks for it, so you can't go wrong with that. You know, uh, but yeah, it was, it was me. It was, it was a good game, but not a great game. Not as good as, uh, Saints Row the Third? Not nearly as good as Saints Row the Third. Is it, is it the same kind of, in terms of gameplay, is it the same kind of thing? Like a, like a, uh, Grand Theft Auto kind of, you know, rip off? Not a ripoff. It still had a lot of the action and crazy elements, uh, crazy side missions that Saints Row the Third has. Um, I think I maybe said this when you were on the episode, but uh, one of the side missions that you can do is you drive around in a septic truck and spray poo on stuff. Yeah. For money, which was really cool. Um, not something That's that you, not something that you see in a video game very often, but it was really fun to do. Um, but there's no polish in, in Saints Row 2. Um, I I think I talked about this, but a lot of the cutscenes, like if someone's holding a knife or a cell phone, it's not in their hand, it's floating randomly in the air and they, you know, it, it just lacks the polish of Saints Row the third. Um, it's still a good game and I wanted to get the background story on some of the characters like Pierce and Shanti and, uh, uh, Johnny Gat. Remember Johnny Gat from Saints Row the Third? Yeah, I remember Johnny okay. Gat. Yeah, yeah. That that'll just fill you on some back, background story for those characters. So I finished that on on the twenty second. The next morning, the twenty third, I was uh, because I had finished Saints Row the Third night, and I knew I was going to play To the Moon like later on in the week. Um, I played more of the Cave. I finished the last two levels, I guess, and ended up beating the Cave on Saturday the twenty third. Thank you. So you uh, beat six games? I beat six games in February. I thought I was the no, winner. Wow. No. 
I think we have a tie. What would the tie be? How many games did you beat? I beat five. Nerds. Okay, so I beat you then. Corey, you're just mad you didn't do it. Perfect. Um, I finished the last two levels. Uh, the Cave is a game I would highly recommend. Uh, the puzzles <laughs> are really good. I, it's got replay value because if the characters that you play, you know, you can beat it with three characters and then there's five other characters that you can beat the game with that all have different uh, storylines that you play in the game, so... Um, definitely recommend it. It's a fun puzzle platformer game. I use the Knight, the Adventure, and the Time Traveler for my playthrough. Um, and I really, really like the story. I'll play it again to see what the other, what the other endings are for the other characters. Not endings, but storylines and levels are for the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at some of the other stuff. The twins, like, puzzles, pretty dark. Is it? I think is that at the like haunted house level? Haunted house level. I know I got the ending spoiled. Okay, but I know, don't tell me. It's pretty. It's pretty creepy. Because I had to. I had to like go through that one without doing anything, and it kind of pissed me off about it. Yeah, you saw it there, and there was that yes. dog that was yes. sleeping right there, yes. and you saw it, and you wanted to go in there, but you couldn't because mm-hmm. you you weren't the twins. Yeah, I wanted to solve all those puzzles, but yeah, I couldn't do anything at that level because yeah. because I, I didn't have the twins. Yeah, I'm picking I'm picking the twins when I do my next playthrough. I think I will too. Them, Definitely. Them the monk and probably the knight. I did the knight. Knight's awesome. Not yeah. I yeah. mean, the, all the stories are great, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend The Cave. It's cheap. It's an indie game. Um, definitely play it. It's, it's, it's got, fun, it's got Yeah, it's got really good puzzles. Not too hard. Not too not too easy. Um, I thought the last level was really cool, especially the last. Uh, the different. Uh, the Desert Island. Yeah. It's very I, different th- yeah. from what you played through for most of the game. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, so. Um, that was that was interesting ending of the game. I also played uh, a lot of cor- Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Corey, what the hell are you, is that? Your Frodo head, Frodo hair. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> I just hear like Corey doing something. He sits down. And he has that on. I can't fucking handle this. <laughs> if I hadn't been drinking all night, I'd be a little bit easier uh, handling this i'm not annoyed. I'd be a little bit annoyed i'm not annoyed um i also as i said i played chrono trigger on super g nes for android um chrono <laughs> fuck you <laughs> chrono trigger is an awesome game it holds up even how many years later 20 years later great rpg it also works really well for the uh for the Android system because it's not really Twitch. There's a few Twitch things, um, but I just plug my Xbox 360 controller into my tablet to play those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a big deal. I've played a lot of that. Don't need to talk too much about it because it's a great game. Chrono Trigger is a game that I have not like played through and beaten, but I should. you got to play Chrono Trigger. I definitely do. It's fantastic. Um, and then the only other th- I played a little Guild Wars. Um, I played a little XCOM because I, I actually upgraded my video card on my PC. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I got a GeForce GTX 6, 650 Ti, um, which actually plays all the games I own on high graphics settings. Planet Side 2, um, Guild Wars 2, XCOM I'll play on high settings, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to try everything out on that, so I I tried a little XCOM and looks looks really good. Looks fantastic. You know what game I really want to try on my computer to see how good it looks? What's Crisis that? Three. Crisis Three. Okay, Kotaku did a 
um, a graphics card comparison on their thing, and the 770 was actually on the list. Was it? Yeah, it was towards the bottom. It wasn't on the bottom, but it was towards the bottom. Okay. So you can run Crisis 3 can on run your Crisis PC. 3. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to run it on. Well, they they had set it for high settings, and the 7... <laughs> I can't do this. Corey, you're being an asswipe. <laughs> you really are. I can't even look off without just busting into laughter. Anyway, the 770... Or yeah, seventy-seven seventy has what was lower, but they all the the graphics tests were on on like high quality graphics. Okay, so you could run it on like medium quality with no problem. With no problem, yeah, okay. like fifty, sixty frames per second. So oh, that's so awesome because mm-hmm. it looks beautiful on the three hundred and sixty. I can't imagine on the computer. Okay, uh, that's all I played this week. I made sure I got my round of applause for the cave and. Saints you Row. earned it, brother. Saints Row 2. Dan's the ultimate February winner. You beat six games. Six games. Corey couldn't even beat four. <laughs> Corey couldn't even beat three. <laughs> That's true. Corey beat two fucking games. <laughs> Corey, even Eric beat all four games. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, it was hard for me, so fuck off. <laughs> What does he say in Billy Madison? He's like, it was hard for me. <laughs> That's brilliant. You, you guys? <laughs> it's too late. I'm drinking. You guys are drunk and tired, and I'm just exhausted. Corey's got a fucking <laughs> wig on. <laughs> no, what was the quote from Billy Madison where he's like, it was hard for me? I don't, I don't know. remember. <laughs> Because he had finally graduated high school, and everybody's like, oh, good for you, Billy. And he's like, well, it was hard for me. So, oh. Well, it was hard for me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Send that to uh, me. Will, please send me that picture. <laughs> I'm going to send it to all of you. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I hope we're still recording, because I don't even know. Look at it. Look at it. Gar, you couldn't look like a bigger stoner right now. Can't wait to show my children. All right, Gar. <laughs> Can't even take this I, picture. I wish the listeners could see this. This is too much. That's what I'm saying. We got to get me on the stream. I'll Dude. I'll work on it. Corey, what'd you play this week? Um. So oh. other than the foreign foreign February stuff, um, the only which thing you didn't I play played, much of, I played a lot of. I played two days worth. Is Civ Five. Civ Five is a great game. <laughs> is it? <laughs> this episode's devolved so much. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I drank I'm, too much. I want to have a serious conversation about Civ Five. I'm excited to talk about. Let's it. do it. Go All ahead. Right. Um, so yeah, I played Civ Five. I played as the Iroquois. I was Hiawatha of the Iroquois. And I actually, I don't know if I deserve a, an applause for this, but I played and beat it. It depends. What difficulty level? Uh, Prince, the normal difficulty level. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah, all right. I felt deserving of it. It was fun to win. I played as the Iroquois, and it was fun to win a scientific victory as the Iroquois by building the Apollo program. Oh, yeah. It was just sweet to, like... Especially, I was kind of the uh, military power on my 
on it towards the end of the game, and it was sweet to just be like driving around tanks as the Iroquois, and like meanwhile working on the space program for the Iroquois. You know, it was just fun. I hear you. Different. No, nobody. You know, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> um, so the way where I started, I was like, uh, so there were essentially I did the continent map uh, build, and there were. It turned out there were two continents. It was me and, like, a bunch of people. And then on the other continent, it was just Washington and Genghis Khan. Um, and we didn't discover the other continent towards the end of the game, until towards the end of the game. So, like, we had all these issues on our own continent. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have started on the coast. So I built up my – I built up the Iroquois on the coast, and there was, like, a mountain – the coast was on the west, and there was, like, a mountain range on the east. Um, so I was pretty much really well protected. What is so funny? <laughs> Your picture is <laughs> is frozen on the on Skype as just you making a weird face with the fro. <laughs> All right, I see it. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Um. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my situation. Like, I was fortunate enough to start off in, like, a kind of secluded place. Um, and we had all these issues on our continent, but I was kind of smart enough to rush uh, the techno- te- technology that would get me to the caravel so I could explore the oceans a little bit. So I was one of the first to discover the other continent, which had the United States and um, uh, Genghis Khan, the Mongols. It was just those two duking it out on that continent and the United States was winning so I quickly developed a friendship with the US and uh, we started trading goods and I got a lot lot of luxury goods from them and because they weren't on my continent I was fine trading whatever they needed because they weren't really military threats and that really worked to my advantage until that point I was kind of like towards the bottom of the pact Um, but but I I worked really hard to get the uh, like I said the the caravel technology and the ocean technology be able to go to go to the other continent and trade and stuff so that worked in my favor and it got to the point where I got really far ahead and was able to do the Apollo victory and build the spaceship to go to the moon <laughs> what is so funny I just bashed my head into the into the microphone go um, ahead I, I, was, I was nodding <laughs> about the Apollo victory uh, yes yeah, so go ahead having played it I, this is the first time I played it to its com- completion and I still really like the Civ games. Uh, Civ Four is still my favorite. And having played through it once this time, I'm sort of kind of starting to understand some of the criticisms that are the hardcore like Civ fan base has kind of been thrown at Civ Five. Um, I still wish there was a little bit more that went into into diplomacy. I still feel like it's kind of a rigidly determined relationship you have with all these other nations. It's not. It, it's way more simple than it should be. Um, especially if you look at like politics in the real world, how they how things kind of operate. And I think back to like nine eleven. After nine eleven went down, uh, the United States pledged to attack and root out the terrorism by Al Qaeda and all that stuff. But they totally ignored Saudi Arabia, which was far and above the most. The, the highest supporter of, of this type of terrorism. And part of the reason they ignored it was because of the resources we were getting from Saudi Arabia. And without getting into politics, like that's kind of what I want to see more of in Civ Five. Um, everything's so random that it's not 
you don't get one nation that is like in control of oil like you do in the real world and in you know in and likewise with all the other resources um so that's one thing it it's the, the ai and the way the relationships with other civilizations is so rigidly determined that it's kind of frustrating and all it takes is for you to like mess up once and then you have all these knocks against you with this one civilization which isn't really the case in the real world and it's kind of annoying um, but I realize it's kind of a harder thing to implement. The other thing I didn't really care for was how the city-state quote-unquote swings are kind of ridiculous. If you attack somebody, um, the the city-states are so reliant on everybody else's support of them that all it takes is for one real sieve to attack another and then like six city-states declare war on one. And likewise, if you're in war with another sieve, who has a city-state that they're supporting, and you outbid them, instantly that city-state switches to your side and fights for you. And that's... that. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's kind of a disconnect between that and how things work in the real world. I feel like it's a little bit more based on a relationship rather than just, like, selling out in all these city-states. I agree. I mean, you've played Civ Five a little bit, right, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't I I like Civ Five only because there's no stacks of doom as they call them. Yeah, I'll get there. Um, okay. One of the things I don't like is how they do happiness. Right now in Civ Five, happiness is global, whereas in the past games, happiness was reliant on the individual city. Um, it should be reliant on the city. It should be because how it works now is you build a building in one city and it raises the global happiness of your people. And that's kind of frustrating because I don't know. I just feel like there are some, especially in the United States, like there are some cities that should be happier than other cities. And likewise, while you're developing a civilization uh, in this game, like certain situations will set you up for your specific city to be unhappy relative to other cities. And it's frustrating that one city's unhappiness influences all of your other cities. Um, I agree. What, yeah, what unhappiness does in Civ Five is it retards the growth of every... If you have a global unhappiness rating, it slows... It, it makes the growth of every city slow down to one quarter of its potential. Which is really kind of frustrating. Yeah, it should be more... Uh... More regional is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, that's how I feel. Another thing is the user, the the UI is not nearly as informative as it has been in the past. There's not enough like good uh, infographics and like graphs and and just information on summary information on your sieve and how it's developing and um, you know just there. I haven't found a good way to look at all my cities at once and be like, okay, I need to do this here and this here and this here, and this is what this is doing and this is what this is doing. Maybe it exists, but I don't know because it hasn't really called attention to itself. Um, and in that same regard, there is no end game <laughs> graph. Once you beat the game, it's like, well, beat it, good job, good for you, this is where you rank. There's no, like, this is what happened, and this is you relative to everyone else. Um which, when you're playing a Civ game that took... I, I, I probably spent, like, probably 12 hours beating this. It was kind of frustrating to not have any kind of... You guys stop taking pictures of me. 
maybe if I, if it hadn't frozen on you making a silly face. Looking With... forward to have a serious conversation about Civ Five. Go ahead. <laughs> well, then you fucking put that wig on like it's our fault. Continue. It's I'm already done. <laughs> I don't feel like I got an intelligent response from any of you. I was 15 minutes. I can assure you, you didn't get an intelligent response from me in the last 15 minutes. At least you tried. I chimed Dan, in a little bit. Yeah, Dan. Dan tried. <sighs> Corey, I apologize. Did you, did you purposely freeze the frame so it's on your... You did, Corey. Don't you fucking say you didn't. I didn't do that. I don't believe you. Because it's not It's not on this side. Huh? It's not on this side. I didn't, I didn't do that. It wouldn't be frozen for that long. He took a screenshot and he froze it. <laughs> so people listen this far into the episode that it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Can I go back to Civ 5? Yes, you can. Go ahead. Uh, Dan, you mentioned the one unit per tile thing? Yeah. Uh, I will defend that change to my death. Um, Me too. People complain about it because... So much of the game was built around the one unit per tile concept. Civ- that's unique to Civ Five. That yeah. doesn't happen fast. Um, but I definitely think it was a necessary change. It got out of hand. Oh so god, yeah. End game, like you would, if if you really wanted to be strategic with every unit you had, it would take you forever to to be able to do anything. And likewise for your opponents, and it just led to these long, drawn out games that didn't need to happen. And and I I really like the one unit per tile change for that reason. Granted, they had to change the game. uh, They built the game around that concept a little bit. But I feel like whether they got it right this time or not, it was a necessary change that needed to happen. And and I don't care how bad this game is relative to the others. I really don't think this game is that bad. Mm. I get criticisms. I understand them. It's it's. You know, it's a stepping stone to the next one. There's going to be a Civ Six. There's going to be a Civ Seven, and I, they're honestly all Civs in the future. I feel like we'll have the one unit per tile rule. I don't think they're going to they're going to renege on that. I don't think so either. I I actually think that was probably the best change they made in the games. It's 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 so much easier to respond to an attack when you're not you know like it was it, it was hard to tell when when you were being attacked by someone. And I only played the single player, but, you know, by, they could be two units on one tile. It could be 80 units on one tile. You had no idea. So it was, it was hard to defend against, but when there's one tile per unit, you know exactly what you're being invaded by, you know? And and I mean, part of the, the part, biggest issue for me was that in order to be really good at Civ, you need to be somewhat strategic. And when you have like. 60, 70 units like on a stack coming at you. I'm, maybe not that many, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but like there's no way to prepare for that. And and likewise, if you're attacking, there's no way to determine a strategy based on that number of units coming at you at once. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's it's really silly. And, and all the criticism I read is like, oh, the one unit per tile stuff is so stupid. And it's like, no having 60 units on one square is silly like this change needs to happen and you need to get used to it yeah and you adapt to it because this is the future 
well, there's I don't think there's anything strategic about having 20 or 30 units on one tile, you know? Old Master of Orion, uh, Master of Orion 2, when you had, like, 50 Doom Stars in one, you know, one sector coming at you. It's yeah. like, it's silly. It's just, there, there's no strategy in that. It's just like, well, I just, I'm not going to, I don't want to strategize. I'll just put as many units as I can as possible and just attack and, you know, maybe it'll go through. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you 100%. I played NHL 13 for a while. All right, let's hear about it. NHL 13. I love playing NHL 13. I do not like playing NHL 13. You don't like playing it online. Uh, I love playing it online. I have a lot of fun, but I don't have any fun. Okay. You want to elaborate? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. your guys' criticism of the NHL series in the last two games. I still too, like playing too, hockey. Too realistic. Yeah, it's, it's way too realistic. With the new skating stuff, I like the changes they made to the skating stuff, but there's no flow to the game at all. It's just like, just stupid. Like, every now and again, somebody will make a stupid mistake, and it's like, that's it. And and there's no, like Dan said, for NHL 12, there's no, like, highlight reel goals. And you never feel good when you score. You're just like, oh, thank God I put that one in. Right. You know? There's no like, oh yeah, Aaron, that that looks so cool. Like, good for me. Screw you, opponent. I'm playing. It's just like, yeah, I put that one in, banked off my stick into the defender and into the net, and I got a goal. Good for me. Uh, yeah, that I don't know. you should try FIFA 13. That takes it. the fun out of it for me. It really takes the fun out, and I still like playing hockey. Uh, just because it's hockey. Hockey, and I still like playing it, and I still like you know kind of adapting to your opponent in a hockey sense like that's still fun but in terms of when when i finish a game i never feel like oh man that was so cool i just feel like oh thank god i won that like ridiculously off a stupid goal or i can't believe i lost that in the shootout like that's that's honestly that's what i think i've only lost in the shootout in that game um i don't know it's it's frustrating but you know it's still nhl and i still like playing hockey games so I still have it. I could have traded it in so many times. Maybe I'll trade it in tomorrow. I would have mm-hmm. a long time ago. I did. I hey, boarded on the NHL 13 a while ago. Wait, 12? Which one is it? I don't even know. 13. 13, okay. I was right the first time. <laughs> I had more booze than I probably should have. I'm trying so hard to keep my shit together over here. <laughs> I think we all had more booze other than Will than we should have. Yeah, I think you're right. Should have a, a push hosting duties to Will button. Uh, Will, you want to host the podcast? All right, moving on, Eric, what'd you play? I'm going to hold off on what I played until next week when I can have my shit together a little bit more, and I'm going to play some more of it. But I played the Halo Majestic Map Pack. Map Pack. Map Pap? Map Pap. Uh, initial impressions were I like it. <laughs> <laughs> just spill half that shot down his shirt. <laughs> what? Play Guild Wars. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I uh, I liked uh, the one map. I I wish I could remember what they were called right now. Skyline, something mm-hmm. or other. And I like it. Definitely worth your money. But I'll talk more about it next week. Okay. And Will, what did you play? Well, what I played was Crisis Three. <laughs> I actually really want to hear about Crisis 3. Really? 
Absolutely. All right, so I got to do my best to talk about it here. All right, so I didn't do any of the campaign because um, uh, when I pre-ordered Crisis 3, uh, there came with a Crisis 1 download. So what I'm doing is I download Crisis 1, and I'm playing through that campaign, and I have a lot of GameStop credit right now because I've been trading in games to be able to get other games because I'm getting SimCity next week. And with my extra, like, 30 bucks, I'm going to get Crisis 2 because it's only, like, 15. So I'm going to play through the Crisis 1 and 2 campaign and then jump onto the third campaign because it's a very interesting type of game. I don't know, something about it, just playing it, it just seems neat and cool. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I wanted to play through the campaigns. And I've heard Crisis 1's campaign, Crisis 2's campaign were awesome. So I figured I'd just give it a shot. It's a new series to me. Um, so Crisis 3, I've only done multiplayer, as I said. Um, it's not getting favorable reviews, though, Crisis 3. I've seen 80 out yeah. of 100. I've seen that a lot. Kotaku gave it a no. I was, I, I've seen average to mix at best. <laughs> yeah, same here. Hey, Corey. Good to see you again. Are we playing Guild Wars when we're done? Yeah, let's okay. do it. All right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, yeah, like average mixed results uh, for it. But since it's my first Crisis game and I'm jumping onto the multiplayer, I think it's awesome. Um... It's very Halo-y mixed with Call of Duty for the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, multiplayer is a ton of fun. I talked about it with, a little <laughs> bit with the uh, the beta. that I, I played the beta for a couple hours. But um, So Crisis 3's multiplayer is, you know, as I said, very Call of Duty-esque. It has a d- bunch of different game types. It's got like Team Deathmatch, Deathmatch. Um, one really cool game type called Hunter where it's 12 players in a game. And two people are invisible hunters with a bow and arrow. Yeah, and they, you know, try and hunt and kill the. Other. I can't do it. Try, You're doing good. You're doing to, good. Continue. They're trying to kill uh, ten other cell operatives, which are like normal soldiers who can't do anything special. They just have guns. So the point of the game is for the ten cell operatives to try and survive the hunter attack. And when the hunter kills a cell operative, the cell operative becomes a hunter. So basically, it's kind of like infection in Halo. Oh yeah. So when somebody dies, they become infected. And that's how it works. And like they like the, it gets down to one person. And he has to try and survive against the uh, eleven other hunters. And that's a ton of fun. I have so much fun playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a couple cool things. There's a lot of like uh, every character gets uh, invisibility, and that's uh, they can turn invisible whenever they want. And that's controlled by the right bumper on multiplayer. And multiplayer because of the they have a nano shield or nano suit or something like that. I don't know what, exactly what it's called, mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah, they can do that, and they can turn on their armor. Like an armor uh, boost to make, take more bullets with the left bumper. Mm-hmm. So that everybody has those two. And these different perks that help along. Like um, there's one perk called Phantom where you can turn invisible quicker and stay invisible longer. Because it uses less power and stuff like that. So there's that type of stuff. Um, a really cool thing in the multiplayer is you can pick up uh, poles out of the ground that are like uh, like holding a sign or whatever. And you can throw them at your enemies and it'll kill them. You can also kick cars that are like... Just off to the side, you can just go up, press uh, in the right thumbstick, and it'll just kick them at your enemy. And that's pretty cool. Um, the graphics are unbelievable, mm-hmm. even for the 360, which, I mean, it's good graphics. Gra- what? <laughs> <laughs> this is really devolved. This is Corey, Mr. I wanted to have a serious Civ Five talk tonight. I'm, tra- I'm trying to talk about Crisis seriously, and Corey's over here. Continue. Screwing around. Um, where was I? Did I talk about kicking cars? Yes. That was where you left off. Yeah, you can kick cars at enemies. That's pretty cool. Um, 
was I going to say? Oh, the maps. Oh, the graphics. Yeah, the graphics for the 360 are really good. Um, Look unbelievable. And I can't imagine what they look like on the computer. I like, heard that it looks really good. On the computer on a Map. high graphics card. That it must look unbelievable because yeah. the graphics for the 360 are just so awesome, and it, it looks better than Halo, I mm-hmm. think. And Halo looked looked phenomenal mm-hmm. on the 360. Yeah, wild. <laughs> God, what the fuck? Continue well. Glad. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you're the only not drunk one. The, gra- right now. the graphics are awesome. <laughs> no pressure. They're really good. I said the same thing like four times in a it's row. Fine. Um, <laughs> the multiplayer is solid. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it, uh, I if playing Crisis Three being my first Crisis game that I played. If I have like since it's new to me, I think it's just awesome because everybody else has said Crisis One and Two are way better. But I think Crisis 3 is a very solid game. The multiplayer, as I said, is a mix of Call of Duty and Halo. There's some things that are a little weird, like the body, like how the bodies look and how they die is a little, I don't know, not glitchy, but weird, awkward. Is it a little bit like Rage? Like where when you kill someone, they kind of fall at weird angles? Yeah, or... they kind of fall weird. Yeah. Okay. And, that I mean, that's not a big deal to me because... I'm not staring at the body after I kill it because I'm the type of player who kills somebody, turns invisible, and sprints off. Okay. So I don't get caught. You move on. Yeah, I I, I move on. So I'm not I'm not really. Oh, Eric. Oh, oh God. Wait, you weren't supposed to do that yet. No. It was requested. Okay. Yeah, How was you it? Didn't. You didn't. He did. You did. I had a sip. And. It's so stale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and um, continue well going on okay uh, where I feel was like it I'm going to die because of this well, oh, you're yeah, going to have to drink the whole thing Yeah. once we get the yeah. donation tab up yeah the body animation well. the an- body animation falling is uh, <laughs> it's a little weird but that's not a big deal and the gun like the gunplay it's good it's not like Call of Duty, I'm going to compare it to Call of Duty and Halo because they're very smooth online experiences. And Crisis 3. Yeah. Halo. Yeah. Well, the gunplay in Call of Duty is pretty good. Because they've been making them for 15 years, whatever. But yeah, I mean, the gunplay for for a game that I wouldn't say new, but multiplayer, I think it was, wasn't in Crisis 1, but it was not 2. I could be completely wrong with that, but... I mean, it's pretty good. It's a solid online game. I've been enjoying it. Like I said, I don't play shooters as much anymore, but this game I've been kind of going back to and playing. Um, I'm level, I think, 26 or 7. Out of? I'm not really even sure. I think 50. 50 would I think be you top. Pre- and I think you can prestige. Like I said, I'm not really sure. I haven't, I you know, just got it and been playing a little bit of it. I've been trying to... The hockey tournament, pretty much play hockey after school until like four thirty or five, and then I get home and do some schoolwork, and it's like six or seven. And then and then you play. And then I play some video games, yeah. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. But uh, Crisis Three, it's pretty awesome so far. I'll talk a lot more about it within the coming week. Sounds good. Um, played NBA. Not really gonna talk much about it. I'm getting Elf City for next week. 
Okay. I'll be. I'll have uh, Resident or er, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider next week. I'm with you on Tomb Raider. I should have that <clears> next <throat> week too. Um. So we'll have a Tomb Raider slash SimCity episode. Yeah, we can do that because okay. me and Corey are gonna have SimCity, and you two will have Tomb Raider. Okay. I'm gonna have a Crisis Three review card too. Sounds good. Yeah. That all you wanted to kick in for Crisis Three? Yeah, I had a lot of other stuff. I can't even think of what it is. Though. Well, it is one in the morning. And it's late, and we're we've. I've been drinking for hours now. You know, so. Dana, as they say, kiss me, I'm shit-faced. Kiss me, I'm shit-faced. Dropkick Murphys, by the way, if you ever uh, have Spotify and want to listen to the some good music. Yeah. Is that everything? Yep. Did you agree? Well, you're going to have to tell us about that next week. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into the Majestic Map Pat. Wait, what am, what am I have to talk about next week? Why can't I say the word pack? Crisis. I just talked about it. Because we didn't drink Oh, okay, because you guys aren't going to remember? No. <laughs> I'm going to go home and do the show notes for this episode. Yeah, this episode kind of devolved really quickly. Yeah. You, think, you think it did, dude? Yeah, I think it did. What do you think it was? Was it the, the massive amount of, of liquor that had to be drank? I think so. And I'm still drinking it. I mean, is that is that more than typical? Like, that's what's typical? So, Dan, you may as well finish that for. I think sake. this is going to be gone by the end of the episode. Anyway, <laughs> we drink. If you want to follow the Thumbstick Athletes on Facebook, our Facebook page is facebook.com/thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter.com is twitter.com/tsathletes. Capital T or at capital T capital S athletes. Um, our website is at thumbstickathletes.com. This is not normal. We usually don't drink this. <laughs> this is a struggle for you, Dan. <laughs> it's a struggle for me to watch this. We usually don't drink this much during an episode. But Eric is not watch. okay. Eric is not okay right now. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 607 527 uh, Idaho Jake Club was nice enough to leave us a voicemail at the beginning of. <laughs> he left us a, vo- a voicemail for at the, the beginning of the episode for the intro. We we definitely need intros for our episodes. So, wait is he is he going to be on for the episode at the beginning? Yes. Oh. So are thank you going to be able to get? Are you going to be able to do that tonight? <laughs> I will do the editing. I promise. I actually I put it in the beginning of the episode before we even start recording. Smart, smart. I know. <laughs> if you want, want to email, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking piss my. <laughs> anyway, if you want to email us directly, you can email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail dot com. We usually don't get this drunk during an episode, but. It just happened this week, okay? So live Go with it. Hey, we're celebrating our four in February. Like yeah. us on Stitcher. We are absolutely we are celebra- celebrating our four in February. <laughs> I'm not really sure why Corey's so Yeah, afraid. he didn't finish. <laughs> Corey didn't finish the four in February. Well, like I said, I fail at everything. Corey, <laughs> Corey beat I two games. Myself. The rest of us be all four of our games. Nobody thought Eric was going to do it. Everyone thought Eric was going to fail. Yeah, Eric was going to beat like one. And Eric did it, but Corey didn't.
Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, to be fair to Corey, though, he did pick two really long games, and all of mine totaled, like, 45 hours, probably. Air. It doesn't matter. <laughs> fair enough. Corey didn't do it. Do you guys realize I live a very fragile existence? <sighs> anyway, did I say what our email address is? I, I think yeah. you were trying now, to say. Now, we need the email and the phone number. Okay. Our no, phone, number, tr- the phone number to reiterate right. is 607 <laughs> Um, we always need intros to our episode. I think Idaho Jake left our most recent one, which is always nice. If you want to email us directly, you can email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. I'm just going to end this episode because it's way past when we should normally be recording. It's three and a half hours long. Dan, just make sure you give the phone number. I, I gave the phone number twice. You give the Twitter? I did. You sure? Twitter.com slash TS athletes <laughs> or at capital T, capital S athletes. Boom. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Can we talk Civ 5 now? No. <laughs> this has been everything for episode 84 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. <laughs> Will. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Yeah!